0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome to episode 517 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring and as always I am joined by... Mark Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello, one and all. Um, Becky is not with us yet and uh, unfortunately Becky has not watched any of the main reviews this week. Um, uh, for, I, I, I don't know Mark how much you want to put on the public record about that. Uh,
1: basically we've we struggled to get to the cinema because of my work patterns, and then we're going to go to the cinema today, which is Wednesday, but Bex forgot that she was actually at work today because she's got Saturday off instead. <laughs> which which I might add, she does this every time she has the weekend off, because uh, she gets one weekend off a month. She'll forget that she's not in work, that she's at work that Wednesday, because in her mind, it's just, I have Wednesdays off. I have Wednesdays and Sundays off. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's easily done. Okay, so um, it's going to be Mark and I uh, probably doing the bulk of the talking really today. uh, And Bex is actually not even with us at the moment, so um, heading heading home from work. Yeah. So uh, okay, so reviews. We have got Emerald Fennell's uh, follow-up to Promising Young Woman, uh, the uh, very blank check film, Saltburn. Um. We also have uh, Eli Roth's uh, trailer extension, Thanksgiving, uh, seeing Roth return to pure horror for the first time in a good long while, quite frankly. Um, And we're also going to be taking a look at George Seawolf's follow-up to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, um, the Netflix film Rustin, uh, executive produced by the Obamas. Um, We'll also talk about some movie news, trailers, what we've been up to, Twitter, uh well social media questions you know uh, the huge but uh a, a packed show today so um we are a pod syndicate podcast please do check out uh like-minded shows such as chin stroker versus punter the good the bad the odd the rewatch project and uh gaming landfill uh among others um and i think that is probably about it uh so news
1: um I, 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 I'm I'd one f- movie off my total from last year. That's news. Fuck me. That
0: <laughs> is the benefit of lunch break watches. It genuinely is. It
1: it it it, it really is because it means that like in a week I will get and it's not. I, I don't watch films um, so I can get my total up. I watch films because I actually really like watching films. Mm, but mm-hmm. the great thing is I can kind of use my lunch watches to watch like. Either stuff that I like, I'm like that I, I don't really want to waste a night on but I and or stuff that I know Becky just doesn't want to watch. So I can watch silly stuff sometimes. Um but yeah, it means I can get like three films done in a week, just in my lunch hours, at least. Three films done in a week. See, this this is the thing,
0: is like when I worked predominantly in the office and it was in our old office that had a gym in it. I would do treadmill watches. You know, I used to talk about them quite a lot. Um, you know, uh, whereas now uh, I'll go for a run on my lunch break and I'll actually go running outside and things like that, you know. So that that kind of aspect's been been taken away from me somewhat. What also doesn't help, to be fair, is... Um, sorry, my Alexa just did something. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Um, um, it, 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 I, when I'm watching stuff in the living room, a lot of it's got to be okay to watch in front of Lottie because she's not reached that point where she's like, I'm going up to my room, you two can fuck off. Yeah, she still (laughs) likes being around us. So, um, yeah, a lot of the stuff I have to watch has to be Lottie appropriate until she's not around. And what that usually turns into is like seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, I'll be downstairs watching something before the girls have got out of bed. You know, so it it becomes kind of difficult, even though saying that... um, there's a couple of things that I did watch in front of Lottie this week where I was just kinda of glad she wasn't paying attention. And when she did pay attention it was like, ooh
1: dear. But um, <laughs> yeah, but no, that that's great, man. Fair play. Fucking yeah. hell. Um I am at three hundred and twenty five. If I watch a film tonight, uh, with Bex, uh, I'll be at three hundred and twenty six. And I believe it is the three hundred and twenty sixth day of the year. So Yeah, I was I'll, just I was I'll be at a
0: one day average. <laughs> I was I amming mean, and Ring the numbers in my head there, man. I think you could do
1: that. I think you yeah. could do that nice and easy. Yeah, oh, good I, on you. And December, I will mainline shit like a motherfucker. So I mm-hmm. know, for instance, that Christmas Day, I'll be getting at least three in. So there you go. I've got plenty of room to play with. Should hit my 365 target.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. Um, I'm not going to be anywhere near that, but make, I think next year is going to be different. Um, I've got a feeling. Um Okay, so uh, in terms of movie news, uh, but that that is good to hear. Uh, Melissa Brera's has uh, been kicked off of Scream Seven by the producers for comments that could be construed as anti-Semitic. Unless,
1: um, it, it, unless you actually read the comments, I- yeah, it's <laughs> oh, man. It, it's the thing is they've had to change all, the, all these news reports about to change from it being from supporting Palestine and Hamas to oh, no, it's actually because some of the views were, were, were possibly anti-Semitic after somebody probably nudged them and went, you do know that General Ortega has also done that, don't you?
0: Yeah, and I saw something on Twitter on X today, and I don't know whether it's bullshit or not, but General Ortega's now, like they're saying, has asked to be removed from Scream 7.
1: It wouldn't um, surprise me. She, General Ortega seems interesting in the fact that she doesn't seem like she wants to play the game. She very much is going to play mm-hmm. it on her on her terms. Yeah, yeah, and, which and not I... in a dickhead way yet. <laughs> I, reserve, it is... I reserve. the fact that that might turn into a dickhead at some point in the future.
0: It is one of those bold strategy. Let's see if it pays off. Things because she had been quite snippy about Wednesday mm. and like that she insisted on rewrites on set and stuff like that. But she was just like, it just wasn't good enough. What can I tell you? It wasn't good enough, which is, you know, re- kind of refreshing. But at the same time, it's like, I compare that, uh, you know, I compare her against Rachel Zegler. Yeah. And people just seem to have it in for Rachel Zegler. And it's a bit like, it's quite similar, you know, when she's kind of like being pissy about, even though that I say similar, but being pissy about not being invited to the Oscars. But then again... West Side Story was nominated for Best Picture. She is the co-lead of West Side Story. It prob give her a ticket. It does kind of make sense that she would get invited to the
1: Oscars. So it, again, it, it, it does. I just think there was a better way to go about it rather than there the, was the, the 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 kind of. Uh, She's got a lot of form for being a little bit of a twat. (laughs) Not like a, not like a. She should be cancelled. She's a horrible person. Just a bit like, like she's not been told no a lot.
0: (laughs) But no, I mean, but then like I, I don't know. Like she's got a connection to Blank Check. You know, she was on. Um, she was actually on their episode about Cabaret, and she was really fucking good on it. Um, I tell you what, man, that was a banger of two weeks because they did Bob Fosse. They had her on for cabaret. The next week, they had Lin Manuel Miranda on for fucking all that jazz. I he, like, I,
1: I bet he was quite good for all that jazz. He
0: was fucking brilliant. He was ace. Um. So you know, it it just it's. But anyway, she, she's she does seem very theater kitty. Mm. Um. But I yeah I, I yeah I don't know it. You know, she's, like,
1: 15, 20 years younger than us. The thing it's just is, this that, different that, fucking that, that, that's expectations. the other bit there, is a lot of people, like, judge these, like, young actors, actresses um for, like, their behaviour. And the same thing you get for people judge young athletes for their behaviour and bits like that. Um And you kind of look back at it and go, they're, like, they're in their early to mid-twenties, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of thinking. I go back to the the uh, the roundtable that um, Colin Farrell did once, where he was talking about the Justin Bieber thing, and was saying about you know I read there that that it was horrible that Justin Bieber threw eggs at his neighbor's house. It's, not, it's not, and all I could think of is that it. Jesus, the shit that I did when I was that right. age, and it's just I'm looking thinking, shitloads of money and. Shitloads of protection. What the fuck would I have done at that age?
0: <laughs> I, it, the the, the Israel Palestine thing is just like no, no, nobody's gonna win in the. the in, you know, it's in, it's such that, a yeah.
1: yeah it, it, it's the thing is with that, you can absolutely see why um, so many are just going. I don't want to get involved. It's not that I don't care. I just don't want to get involved because no matter what happens, somebody screams at me and maybe the fucking world doesn't need my opinion on this. Yeah.
0: yeah, that that yeah, which you know is the stance to take. I mean, you know, for what it's worth. Like I talked to a guy who I used to work with, um he worked for a company that I worked with and I keep in touch with him on LinkedIn. He's Israeli and he's just like We've been we've been dragged into this, and it, you know, b- believe me, not everyone is like on on the government's side with no. what's going on with this, you know. No, no. So it, it
1: just That's very very much so. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I just yeah, I feel I, I feel for the people on the ground. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, in terms of Screen Seven, you know, it was also kind of like soft confirmed for all this that Christopher Landon's directing it. Um, so Radio Silence, who directed the. Last two, they're not um, directing it. I, I, I think they're maybe still producing it. I think but, they're um,
1: Still producing it, yeah,
0: yeah. Which is interesting, given that these two films have set up the Carpenter sisters and like the, what they call themselves, the Core Four. You yeah. know, as 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 a unit, there. And it kind of feels weird that it's another. A different director's gonna going have a crack at it. But to be fair, Christopher Landon kind of needs a hit We Have a Ghost, which I think was a film from this year, um and if it was, will be up there for most disappointing of the year for me. Um and you know, Freaky came out and it was like through Covid and whatnot, but that one just seemed to come and go. Yeah, so it's got a
1: weirdly big like a, a, a genuine a genuine cult following though Freaky seems to have. Mm. like it seems to be people seem to really like it um like post it coming out and it, it did all right for like when it came out you know i think it cost like i'm looking at it six million dollar budget and it took 18 million dollars which is not a lot of money but that means it probably made money during covid times yeah like it was though you it's know all right that it's a weird yeah. one but yeah. i know what you mean he needs well, he needs it Confirmed hit. general
0: Ortega not returning. Ooh, that it very is much. Being, it is being blamed on Wednesday's shooting schedule. It's literally just come out on the Hollywood Reporter. Mm. Um, i just had an Apple News notification about it. Um,
1: uh, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I'm literally uh, looking at the Scream 7 Wikipedia and it is fucking already on there saying General Ortega is not returning. <laughs> so,
0: Deadline said that it was because of the Wednesday. Shooting schedule. Hollywood reporter is saying sources have said she informed the studio
1: months ago that she did not intend to return. So this is going to end up being like a fucking like a like it's going to be like a reboot within a reboot.
0: What? Yeah, I mean, what the fuck do they? I mean, Paul you know Christopher Landon. Like, what do you do now? Do you? Yeah, do you recast? Do you just build it into the plot that they're not in there? Like that—that that film's getting delayed now. That feels like that's going to need a complete fucking redo. Right, right
1: now, right now, Neve Campbell is looking at her phone, going, mm, "Come on, then, you fuckers." Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> quite. I—that's real interest. Why didn't they just fucking kill off General Ortega in six? <laughs> yep. I. She was. It was just the fact that she was obviously getting too big for those fucking films as well. Um. yeah alright Um. let's see let's see if uh, I don't know maybe in five years time her career is not going so well and she turns up in screen 10
1: <laughs> yep
0: but yeah alright interesting Um. that's that's interesting though Deadline was saying it was the Wednesday shooting schedule Hollywood Reporter saying she wanted out months ago mm. Let, let's, see, uh, let's see how that goes so Um. yeah screen 7 I assume it's gonna get pushed back now um yes so what else have we got if anything um um, there's a lot of stuff on deadline about that open ai stuff that was funny but it's
1: not anything to do with films um is that the guy leaving and then almost joining Microsoft then coming back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Fucking incredible that was. Yeah, um,
1: nice leaving and then everyone everyone, everyone at, at the edge went, well, I, this new guy's a prick, we don't like him. That's funny.
0: Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, It just... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's been much... Else that. um, So. Oh, Oh, go go on. on. Right. Yeah.
1: Apparently. um, So, Bike Riders apparently has now. Rumours are it's just been. It's been pulled and has no release date at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yet. UK cinemas are still running the trailers for it to come out December 1st. Yeah, and it's not. Um, That's. (laughs) Even even though it
0: is, that is a bit of a shame, though, because they could actually go on the publicity tours and stuff like that now, mm-hmm. you know, um, I and mean, then get ready for fucking Wonka fever
1: over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm. Um, do you know what? Though, I think it's what's quite weird with that film is how much they are keeping out of the marketing that it is a musical. Yeah, is a little bit. I get why they're doing it. It's a little bit naughty. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, But also, um, it it shows a complete lack of kind of like, oh, fuck, are these songs shit?
0: (laughs) Maybe, but I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, maybe other films are getting out the way a little bit, though, because Napoleon's the only big... New release. Oh no, we've got Napoleon and Wish this week, my apologies. Mm. Napoleon and Wish, and then there's nothing next week, if memory serves, of great import anyway. And then it's Wonka the week after. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking um,
1: forward to Wonka.
0: I, it, it's Paul King, uh, you know, Paddington and Paddington too. So I absolutely trust it, and I, th- I think Simon Farnaby's co-written this with him as well. So yeah, I uh, absolutely up for it. Hugh Grant as a, a
1: surly umpa lumper—that's good casting. Simon, Simon is that the guy? Who I think it's probably. Yeah. Fuck it is.
0: He is building himself a lovely little career. That guy. Jeez, fucking hell! Fair play. He's um, and he's a children's book author as well. Like um, we Did not
1: know wrote Paddington too.
0: Yeah 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 um we we've uh, read with Lottie the actually the wizard in my wizard in my cupboard I think it was called the first one we read that to her as a like bedtime read the second one I can't remember what that one's called but literally we listened to the audiobook when we were in France earlier in the year just in the car
1: and he narrated it, and it was great. He's really fucking good. Is Simon Farnaby? The Wizard in My Shed um, and a Seagull of Warrior in My Wardrobe: The Misadventures of Murder in the Wild. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're they're both like really fun,
0: really, really fun. <laughs> it's like you um, compared to like some of the fucking bullshit David Walliams puts oh, out, uh, or David Walliams in fucking <laughs> scare quotes. Um, I think anyway. I not based on anything but yeah it, it's really really good stuff and also simon farnaby's one of the co-creators of ghosts the uh the, the comedy on uh, bbc that's just ended um which is a, a great half hour comedy like really really quite fun um so yeah um I actually sorry just one other thing as well just before we move on it's a little bit in terms of like what we've been up to donna and i have started watching the golden girls <laughs> Fair. Have you ever seen
1: the Golden Girls? Yeah. Yeah. That shit's fucking funny. It fucking is. (laughs) Golden Girls is a good show. It's it's a lot more kind of like biting and just Mm -hmm. fun than than you'd remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we we you know, I I won't talk about it much, but like, man, as as a just like a sit down. 20 minutes while you're eating your tea or just kind of like chilling out at the end of the day or something. That fucking show.
1: It's good to have like a
0: 20 minute comedy show on the go. Yeah, yeah. um, Like it's, It's on Disney Plus. It's fucking great. Anyway, I'll stop talking about Golden Girls. Trailers.
1: There's not been many, has there?
0: No, there hasn't. It felt like there was a bit of a flood and now it's a bit of a drip before kind of like trailers in front of Christmas movies kick in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna be it. Um, saw the Aquaman trailer uh, at the cinema for the first time, and every oh, yeah. time I see the Aquaman trailer or Jason Momoa on anything at the moment, I am reminded of the fact that the Aquaman film exists. Because I constantly keep forgetting that it exists, that it's actually a thing that's going to happen, um, and it just it just looks like shit. <laughs> It feels like
0: such an afterthought. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of up for it just because it's like around Christmas and just maybe having a bit of drink in you and rolling up at the cinema and just watching some silly bollocks for a couple of hours.
1: Oh yeah, I, I am, I am perfectly fine with the fact that I can go watch it, sort of in between Christmas and New Year. I can go watch it. Um, I, uh, parkway but beforehand just sort of nip in for a little uh, a nice little drink at the Christmas the like the like Christmas uh, like drinks put thing is literally outside uh, the parkway cinema mm. um, and the car park is like a minute walk away so I can just park up walk down have a little tip have a little drink not too many obviously can be driving uh, then go in and watch Aquaman feel a little bit warm and fuzzy <laughs> nice
0: and uh, yeah and uh, uh, yeah, that that that's exactly it I don't I don't know, I think I'm gonna try and watch it before Christmas it's out like thursday the twenty first so I might
1: Basically, I might try and get it before Christmas, and it's under fucking two hours long that which is
0: mad because wasn't Aquaman like close to two and a half, yes, like they're just like let's just get people in and out of this one. Yeah, you gotta C- respect that.
1: Yeah, there's an element of nobody wants to release this, nobody wants to see it, but we fucking have to. So just fucking just make sure, just make sure that people don't say it's boring. <laughs> oh, I just, yeah, I, I, don't know, man. It's
0: the, sequ- I, I just it's want the ch-
1: sequel to a movie that's made over a billion dollars, and nobody yeah. cares.
0: Um. Oh, even though that did remind me, um. Talking Nicholas Holt's been cast as Lex Luthor. Um, yeah,
1: and Skylar, what's his name? The weird looking kid. Gizondo, the
0: that, that that beautiful motherfucker from Licorice Pizza. Yep. Yeah So he's, who's he playing?
1: He's cast as Oh, what's his fucking name? I like that guy. Skylar Gazondo. Uh has been cast as Where's the fucking news? Come on. He has been cast as Jimmy Olsen. Mm. Which, when you look at him, you go, "Yeah, yeah, all right, that makes sense."
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it maybe, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't want that guy being G whiz. I want him being like a bit flirty or a bit
1: of a shit. I can, I can imagine him being able to pull that off, both of those off. He, yeah, all right. He, well, I, I like I like the fact that Scallaguzondo. No, he's making use of his interesting looking face. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I, I like that motherfucker. Like he's like, yeah, that's that's good. I think Nicholas Holt is Lex Luthor. Sure, let's see yeah. how that goes.
1: Yeah, I, 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 he he makes more sense as Lex Luthor than uh, what, what did Jesse Eisenberg, Gene Hackman,
0: Kevin yeah. Spacey, Jesse Eisenberg, Nicholas Holt. Oh. <laughs>
1: such a fucking weird selection of people very odd yeah very at least odd. when you reel off the batmans they all kind of make sense <laughs> mm. I, I tell you what right
0: i think batman versus superman might be getting a rewatch sometime soon <laughs> you're to go for it i get quite compelled by that it's like the the, the justice league trilogy like 4k is on um I think it's on a Black Friday thing on Amazon at the moment, actually. I might just look it up and I might just buy it now. Um, Please hold. Uh, Justice League 4K. Let's have a look here. Yeah, 24.49 for um, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ooh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is in that as well. Yeah. Because it's the Zack Snyder's Justice League trilogy is how it's termed as. Ah, yeah,
1: It's not bad for 25 quid. Do you know what? That
0: is getting bought right now. And I think I'm going to do a Zack Snyder's Justice League trilogy rewatch at some point over the holidays. Yeah.
1: I I, I, I could definitely get away with buying that because Bex really likes Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs>
0: Yeah, all four hours, that beautiful boxy bastard.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, well, actually, to to cover actual trailers as well. (laughs) Um, I've only got one more. (laughs) Oh, is this the one we were talking about? No, two more. That one as well. Okay. So, uh, the new Anyone But You trailer. Oh, shit, yeah, of course. Right,
0: Sydney Sweeney... Yeah, her line readings—is yep. she supposed to sound like she just is like, uh, whatever, with every single fucking line?
1: I just think that's her thing.
0: Is that her thing? Fi- I think it's
1: her thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna oh. lie, um, I'm kind of into it, but it might be because she's hot. I, it just,
0: Glenn Powell has got some fucking life. He's got he's, some personality. He's, he's that, doing that guy's something. fucking...
1: That guy's energy in anything, though, is fucking great. When he cropped up in... Um, what was the Linklater one he did first? Oh, Everybody Wants Some. Everybody Wants Some, yeah. And he, he's just fucking great in that. And ever since that, everything I've seen him, I've been like, yeah, he's been the best thing in this.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's... Uh, yeah, he, he is good value. I... Look, this is it, this is soon, isn't it? Isn't it December? This is out. Is it December? Jeez, it that quick? I thought it was like a an early next year one. No, I swear this is at least in the US anyway. I swear it's the week after Wonka. But I'm just going to have a look at the release schedule now. December twenty second. Yep. It, oh, December twenty second in the US. No,
1: I don't know about the UK, but yeah fuck
0: me alright
1: uh, God. We'll... I am I'm intrigued for um for Will Gluck getting back to kind of that 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 level of film because his first three mm. films Fired Up Easy Air and Friends With Benefits which were all 18 within 18 months of each other those films which is bonk Boxing Day it's Boxing Day Fuck yeah. Fucking out, Dude,
0: Boxing Day, is anyone but you, Ferrari, next goal wins, and the boy and the
1: Heron? I will definitely get away with two of those, Boxing Day, and then we might have to do at least one on the 27th, which I'll be happy with. Um, the th- yeah, the thing is, like Priscilla
0: comes out on the 5th. No, no, Priscilla comes... Bloody hell! It's just they keep coming though because Priscilla's New Year's Day, which is Monday the first, and Friday the fifth is night swim. Um, and th- and then yeah, and then we're just like cracking into it, like the twelfth of January's poor things, the beekeeper. Um, the week after that is the holdovers. I mean, yeah, it just it it just kicks. Right in again straight away, but four films I want to fucking see on Boxing Day. What a fucking treat that is! Yep. What yep. a treat that is. Fuck. Oh. Hmm. I just I I I'm just kinda of like thinking like, I wonder if Donna might be into anyone but you and we could leave Lossie with the in laws and go see it or something. I think that could be a good idea.
1: I think that, that could work. I, I I could see us doing uh boy and the heron, going out, grabbing some lunch and then going back in for anyone but you.
0: Just what a fucking treat. That's yeah. that's great. That's great. Um but yeah, look, I mean it, I I like the premise of this mm. Um, it like yeah, but Sydney Sweeney, it's just like you know it, that kind of thing that they repeat at the end of the trailer. It's like fuck it, it's fine. Even though she doesn't actually say that in the trailer, it's just like yards and it's just like what, what, how, what's that? Is that supposed to be funny? I it's, don't, I don't get what
1: she's going for. Because I, I kind of said to Bex when we watched the trailer, I was like, so Sydney Sweeney, because she's seen her in stuff, and I was like. It's like that the whole just like seeming like she's just so, just like it's an effort to actually have to fucking talk. It's like, it's like, it's like, is that her thing? She's like, yes, it is absolutely her thing. It's like, hmm, that's just so sort of said, oh, are you letting her get away with it because she's hot? I was like, yeah, I am. I know it's the pretty privilege, but it exists. It's just, it's, it's getting to the point now where, where,
0: no, and a full respect for people who take other positions on this but like she's closer in age to my daughter than she is to me uh, so I I almost I, I, I'm a little bit I'm out um, How old is how old's Lottie? Nine Mate Sydney Sweeney is closer in age to Lottie than me that I can fucking
1: guarantee you She's not How old is she? She's 26 She's 26. She's, she's, she's on the cusp. We did decide this a few months ago. Yeah, we did. We did. So she's on the cusp. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she's hot. I don't I, know. It's I, just like I, like a... I, uh, During. <laughs> something terrifying happened to me um, during one of the. I know we are tangent like motherfuckers here because we don't oh, have God. Becky keepers on the straight and narrow, but fuck mm. it. <laughs> uh, I. I spiralled mildly earlier when I realised that I am like days away from my Danny Glover age. (laughs) (laughs) I am literally days away from the age where Danny Glover says I'm too old for this shit in Lethal Weapon. He was 41. (laughs) You've got lots of life to live, man. I, I do, but it was a bit like Fucking hell, he was 41 when he said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean... Like I know he's playing he a 50-year-old, but you know.
0: That. Yeah, yeah. No, eh, Alright, let's stop talking about that. Um, so, the the other trailer. So, uh, Noel Mellor, uh friend of the show, um, sent a WhatsApp to us in the boy chat earlier today saying, I downloaded a movie by the weird internet guy. Chances I'll ever watch it? Question mark. To which I replied with question mark. Noel replies with a photo of a woman in a Zelda shirt interviewing a bearded man with a hat which I think has got a feather in and he says, this bloke. I say, yeah, no clue. Noel, really? You never come across this shit sends a link to a YouTube video saying Weird Arby's Guy. I say no. Mark responds with, I have zero idea who this is. And I reply with, Thank fuck for that. And Noel says, Well, he crowdfunded and made a movie with Bloody Disgusting. Shared with us the trailer. The movie is Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. And... I almost felt like Noel just really quickly got some on, on some sort of AI generator. <laughs> and made a trailer or something. <laughs> um,
1: like like, like we, would have been, we would have been calmed.
0: A little bit. I mean, and it looks like this guy like wrote and directed it and mm-hmm. stars in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, good on him for crowdfunding it. And, you know, it doesn't look like he's ripping off his fans, or any, and like taking the money and running. You know, it looks like a film thing that could qualify as a film. Yeah, it looks better than Voodoo, that film I talked about being like the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life on a, a show a little while back. Um, I'm never gonna watch this, but I'm. I don't know. I'm glad it
1: exists. Good on him. I, I mark thoughts. I'll watch it. Of course, you will. Yeah, I'll watch that. I was watching it going watching the trailer going, yeah, fuck it. I'll watch that one night. Go on then. The burgers looked nice. I, I, I did enjoy Can I Get a, a New Name Badge? Because this one says it's something like Mark dick Dickwell or something like that.
0: <laughs> that yeah, that was good. I mean, I, I was glad that they they used the crowdfunding money to buy burgers that looked like good quality burgers. Like, I hope that they fed some of the crew or something with those burgers because they looked tasty.
1: I have I have watched a shitload worse horror comedies than this, so I am happy to give it a go.
0: I mean, to be fair, it looks at a similar aesthetic level to Studio 666.
2: Mm.
0: That was fucking weird, wasn't it? The Foo Fighters made a bloody horror movie the same year their drummer fucking
1: OD'd. Yeah, and it, it it's like really heavily advertised at the moment on Sky Cinema. <laughs> really? Yeah.
0: It. I kind of feel like that's a bit of a cursed project now. Like, I don't think I want to watch a film where Taylor Hawkins gets killed on screen, even if it was a horror comedy.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. It's why I have not watched it yet.
0: Oh, that's right. I went to the cinema and watched it, and then talked mm. about it and what we watched. So, there's a good Lionel Richie bit in that, I will say.
1: Yeah, but I, you could just YouTube that. I just, I don't, I just don't want to. I, I, I don't feel like I could like laugh at anything that Teller Hawkins is doing, knowing the fact that yeah, he's good in it.
0: And, I, and like, to be fair, they're all good value in it. They're all up for it. Mm. Um. And he's fun. And I I swear, like, he has sex with someone before he gets killed off or something, if I remember correctly. So there's that. But, yeah, it's an odd one. Um, All right, uh, I'm going to stop spiraling with that. Um, Let's review a movie. And let's get this out the way. So. Rustin. Even though I, I actually have no idea what you thought about Saltburn or Thanksgiving, so maybe maybe this was like the highlight of your week. I don't <laughs> um, but yeah, Rustin. Uh, directed by George C. Wolfe and starring um the, the It's Not His Fault, Coleman Domingo. Um Chris Rock, Glenn Terman, Amil Amin, Gus Halper, Um, CCH Pounder baby Um, and Jeffrey Wright among others Uh, okay and Rustin uh, activist Bayard Rustin faces racism and homophobia as he helps change the course of civil rights history by orchestrating the 1963 March on Washington so Mark I kind i i i feel like i willed this review into uh, into being the trailer came out like about a month ago i thought it looked good um we we like coleman domingo he was in that Oh god i keep on wanting to say that film was called zola was it called zola, it the Twitter called zola like... yeah 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 zola yeah yeah just jiv Gianfranco. like i'm just like it can't be called zola but it is <laughs> Um, and, um, he fucking ruled in that film. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I like this guy. So I was like, you're right. I want to give this a go. And then it kind of like just comes and goes in terms of like festivals and whatnot. People are just like, nah, nah, nah. Mark, um, do you think you could have spent your, um, hour and a half or so better today? Yes yeah
1: um the thing is Colin, Colin Domingo is giving it no nobody acting wise is bad in this uh, there are some that are a bit too playing to the camera a little bit too much I don't think common Domingo is is one of those that is guilty of that but just it it's just not a very well made film mm. it, it's mm. almost like they've gone. This is a really important story. Um, but this guy, you know, he had bags of energy, so we need to film to have bags of energy. And it needs to be serious, but it needs to be fun as well. I and mean, people need to be entertained, but they need to learn. And it just you watch it going, This is fucking boring. And I don't like anybody. And it's not because a single one of them is a bad person. It's just I don't get what any of them are doing at all, and I'm supposed to and then i all I wanted to do was literally was to was to build a time machine, go back in time, find George seawolf, and go not everything has to have too much fucking jazz playing in the background. please stop it. it was just we get it. You really like jazz. It was oppressive. The soundtrack to this film it just put you off. And I, I think something you only speak about looks like shit.
0: Yeah, George C. Wolf needs to be stopped. Uh, he he, before he, he does can't be contained anymore.
1: Also, as well, major fucking bugbear that I I now have with the this this current crop of um worthy. True life stories for the person behind that you've never heard of. right? These people might be worthy of of, of having films made about them and having their story told. That is one thing. So you can judge the films without judging the subject matter. But again, if you're going to make a period drama about something like this, you need to make sure that not every single item of clothing looks like it's the first time it has ever been put on.
2: Yeah, that's a good
0: call um look I mean he's he's primarily a theater director and um I, I I think I don't know you can kind of see that in some of the performances here people are are being very playing for the for the cheap seats like Jeffrey Wright in his limited screen time, is just like every single thing he is being directed to do it's like do this so every single person understands what you're doing Mm. like every and like everyone even though everybody can see you pretend that if you do things bigger somehow people will be able to see you more do that um and yeah, look, I this I, I thought this was incredibly disappointing. Like, I didn't know who Bayard Rustin was before this uh, before the the marketing for this film came out. So I will say that I'm glad that I now know who the guy was. Uh, uh, was. Um, I, I I think just the fact that he has been airbrushed from any popular culture around yeah. Martin Luther King. You know, I think it's super, super important that this story is told. So it is really fucking annoying that the film to tell it is this film. Um, The look of the film is... Okay, the cinematography is Netflix by numbers. Yeah. Uh, Like, the colour grading of it, just... I I actually think it's a bit embarrassing. Um,
1: yeah, it's it, it's it's almost like Netflix have like the girl right? Have you put it through the filters? Like what filters? When you need to put it through the Netflix filter, and then after that, you need to put it for the pleasing for the eye filter. And
0: and and yeah, and like th- this is the thing. Like I, you know, I heard like, reports, just like, listening to podcasts and stuff with people, like, in in the know, and I'm not saying I, It just like, I've listened to things and read things, that Netflix essentially have a style bible, Mm. like TV shows do, and it's almost like you just, like, unless the director is, like, someone who has, yes, has the heft to go, no, we're gonna do this, then, you know, I haven't seen Maestro yet, I'll be seeing it in the next couple of weeks. That film is going to look like a director has put their fucking stamp on the 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 feel of the film. Mm. This it needs it needs color. It needs some vibrancy. Um, there's stuff at the Washington Monument where I genuinely, honestly, could not tell whether it was shot on lo- on some sort of location. Or shot against a green screen.
1: Yeah, and, um, and, and you're and and because I agree with you, and that not in a positive way. Not that it, if it was shot on a green screen, it's so good. Just that it looks off. It looks it looks shit. That's, yeah. like you said, it
0: regardless of whichever one you haven't done. You haven't done a good job there, but mm. you know, like it, 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 so. I mean, there, there's that. Also, I said in our chat there was like a visual tick that annoyed me. Did you notice especially towards the end there would be like a shot where it looked like they'd like digitally altered it so it looked grainy and it would be like a single yeah. shot yeah and then it would cut and it just looked netflix again yeah. and they did that a few times it's like what what are you what are you doing there because yes okay this shot looks like it's like reportage or something mm. but the next shot also looks like that but you don't have that filter on that anymore so what are you doing? I do feel a little bit like... I mean, George C. Wolfe is not a
1: young director either, is he? No, he's like getting on to his 70s, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he's majoritively a theatre director. Uh, but, I mean, his first film he made was 30 years ago. So it's not like he's he's a new director. Hmm. But it's just... It's almost like he was trying to do thing, do something clever visually, but it was just wasn't very clever.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. It 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 kind of felt like, oh shit, I actually need to put a bit of a stamp on this. Oh, okay. I will tell you what, in post production, just this shot, this shot, this shot, put some fucking grain on it. Mm. Yeah, it, it. So, but Coleman Domingo is is very very good. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it, it, even though that intro sequence where it, it's kind of like how he kind of accident basically accidentally called MLK's bluff and, you know, that there was some kind of almost like weird comic SNL timing shit going on with that and I, I didn't know what was going on there. Um, sorry, I know I've spoken a lot, it, it just could you imagine if if Someone who, I don't know, maybe wanted to make something a bit provocative. Like, you know, and not just like, oh, he can't shag the preacher that he wants to shag. Mm. You know, uh, like, uh, you know, get, I don't know, I wanted it to get in in our faces more. You know, it's got that whole kind of inspirational thing, like you were saying, like, it, you know, and it's just like, do you know what? No, maybe actually Black Klansman it a bit. For us, yeah, you know, make us feel like okay, we've been through something here, because like Donna watched the end of this and just looked at me and went, and then racism was solved, (laughs) and it it just it you know like with the titles at the end, yeah, and it, it yeah yeah that that's what this film wants you to go out there and feel good. No fuck that. You shouldn't like yes he pulled this off and that's great but this shit is still having to happen you know they did the fucking get off our necks like marches mm. only a few years ago this shit you know it, it yeah it needs it needs to be more fucking biting it needs more biting
1: own- and, I- and 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 less kind of like you say people who can sit there and go quite good about our place now in this. It's like, yeah, and, and Really?
0: people. <laughs> fucking shouldn't. The only people... Sorry, my last thing, dude, and I swear I'll shut up. The only people who are going to watch this are people who already agree with its politics. It is not going to make... Yes, okay, it's educational about this guy, and I'm glad for that. I would have much rather have watched a fucking powerful documentary or something directed and written by people who just have a bit more fucking... Like spice, you know. Black Klansmen, honestly, increasingly for me is is just like the template for how you do films about race today. Mm. You fucking punch people in the
1: face. Yeah, because people need punching in the face about it. Mm. It's an odd one. This ain't it. No, it's this isn't
0: good enough. Sorry, I'm done. Yeah.
1: No, it, 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 it's 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 not. Um, I, I do think it's a bit shit, to be honest. And, I'm touching cloth because of
0: Coleman Domingo.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I think I can say if we probably have myself as a, as a touching cloth because of Coleman Domingo, because he is very good in it.
2: But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Saving yeah, Grace yeah, no. without
1: him, this film is is nothing. It, it's. There's, there's too many of these uh, true-life story films coming out at the moment that that just seem like they're coming out as very Oscar-bothery but are not actually bothering to be any fucking good. Um, and that's... Yeah, that's worrying. Um, yeah. It, 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 and, and, but the thing
0: is, it's going to do nothing. This oh yeah. film... Is not getting a single nomination, no. and it's just get, it's just going to be like a fart in the wind. And uh, do you, this guy, this Rusty Rustin, obviously deserves more than that. I just think that's really fucking sad.
1: Yeah, and also as well, don't, just don't get Lenny Kravitz to write you you oh. inspirational song, Lenny Kravitz. And again, who is who they is, want
0: a, they want an Oscar.
1: Yeah, they won an Oscar. But Lenny Kravitz is the most mediocre, below mediocre, sorry, musician of the past 30, 40 years. He's a model. He's not a musician. He has two songs and they are the same fucking song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. Are you going to go my way and I want to get away? They're the same song. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it, yeah, yeah. Film shit. Carmen Domingo's performance is, is touching cloth.
0: But that, that that's the thing. I'd say Carmen Domingo is definitely not shit. And he is, like, I, I'm going to go touching cloth. But it's kind of like, an, I, I, I'm saying that kind of almost aggressively. Yeah. Like, I'm annoyed that I'm saying touching cloth, but it's a testament to how good Carmen Domingo's is, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, our Obata's audience goal...
1: try harder. Our audience poll was definitely not shit, hundred percent. That's because only one person voted in it. Because nobody's I'm glad watching. That person Rustin. enjoyed it. Um, because yeah, and th- this Netflix, Netflix, Netflix don't even want you to watch it. Netflix oh, are pulling mate, some Amazon I- Prime shit on
0: that. I was doing, was- I was doing a bit of a test. Like I was going through like new and trending. I was going through the top ten. It wasn't there? I had to search for
1: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to search for it. And when I typed in R U S, it was like fourth in line yeah sure Rushmore was ahead of it
0: oh Rushmore was on oh
1: okay right uh, I'm going to go for a P no problem but uh, our Instagram audience poll was um, Touching Cloth uh, won that one
2: at 100% CS3P
0: Combat Player 1 choose your character tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement Player 2, choose your character. While you're in luck. punter. Round 1. Fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast. Featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways.
1: (laughs) But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet.
0: The plot... I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives.
2: Double KO! Round two! Fight!
0: You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcast can be found. It just really. It's isn't. not visually striking. No. no just, just getting confirmation. It's just inning. That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? Let's talk about Saltburn. So, Saltburn is directed by Emerald and Fennel, uh, not Emerald and Fennel. Emerald Fennell, who also wrote it, uh, stars Barry Keoghan, Jacob Elordi, Archie Daequi, and. Um, uh, fucking, uh, 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 Jesus Christ, Ron, uh, Rosamund Pike, uh, Richard E. Grant, Kerry uh, Mulligan, and others. So, a student at Oxford University finds himself drawn into the world of a charming and aristocratic classmate who invites him to his eccentric family's sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten. So, Saltburn, uh follow-up to Promising Young Woman, who, uh, I, I, to be, I think it's fair to say, thanks to the fact that it was the COVID Oscars um, ended up doing very well at the Oscars in terms of nominations and uh, victory for Emerald Fennell, who won for best screenplay, uh, best original screenplay. So, you know, Saltburn comes with some expectation, I think it's fair to say. Um, And uh, yeah, I think we've both been a bit... This could go one of two ways.
1: Yeah, and um, that, that, I think that that was always my feeling was it was either going to be just fucking just a good time or an absolute fucking nails down uh, fucking chart piece of shit. How did it turn out for you? A really fucking good time. <laughs> uh, it confirmed a few things to me uh, that I'll go over first, and I, I think we should nip in and sit down and say we're all spoilers all the time. Um, Confirmed a There's few some things. fucking spoilers to be said for this as there well. There is, yeah. Confirmed <laughs> a few things to me. One, Barry Kiergan is one of the most interesting in terms of how he picks his roles, actors, out there. Not even thinking of how he approaches them, just how he picks them. If he's in something, you know that role is going to be at least interesting. Um, and... Yeah, Richard E. Grant is just not as good an actor as people would like to think that he is.
0: <laughs> I think he gets one good moment in this. It,
1: it, um, is it is it the moment is it his last scene in it? Um actually no. I I thought him
0: like seeing that uh, uh, his boy died. I thought there was quite a good like
1: I I I'll Not. be honest. I, I I that I thought, my God, this is embarrassing. But that really, I thought, I, thought I thought he was good. I thought everyone else was decent. The, the, the are you talking about when he actually found him, or at the dinner bit afterwards?
0: When he found him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I I I was, I was kind of laughing a little bit.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't know, man. I thought it was quite a good, like, just a- absolutely d- a
1: disassociating. I- I would, I would love to sit uh, with Emerald Fennel and say... About a few scenes in this movie of say... Can I just ask you a question? Do you <laughs> think that, that, were, that, that they were like... Like, provocative and... But, but, like, provocatively beautiful and sad moments? Or were you just fucking around? <laughs> because I... <gasps> I would be fascinated Sorry. to know which it was. Whether it was that she just thought, this is just fucking funny. I'm just going to fuck around here. Or if she actually thought that they were like poignant moments. I, this is, yeah. And I mean, this, this is
0: the thing, man. I can't help but think that she just went, I have kind of got carte blanche here. Yeah. I'm go- I like, let's just, let's just fucking swing for, like, let's try and score a home run. Like yeah. it, just in terms of sheer balls out, mad, and which is good because your opinion on this, please. I think the actual narrative, yeah, is pretty rote. It's oh, yeah. pretty. There's not a lot obvious, there. no. And it's like the twists at the end; they're not twists, dude. No, no they're not. But. Like just the, the the moment that it's like he lied about his parents mm. it's just he, okay, this guy's capable of anything.
2: Yeah. He, it was
0: a bit weird that he turns into a fucking supervillain at the end. Yeah, I quite like that though. But but yeah, that, that was That I dunno, that was interesting. But it's the it's the scenes it's individual scenes in this where you feel like Emerald Fennel is just unrestrained yeah and that's i that's i think that's cool
1: yeah very cool it it i i was a little bit worried at, at first because I said something to myself as I was literally like going at the cinema to see it, and it was if that m g m n t fucking song is in this film, then I'm going to be very worried. And then, literally, it's like fucking five minutes into the movie. It's then I was like, going, oh, God. <laughs> and, and I was a little bit worried at the start. And then, when it started, it, it just picked up a groove. Like, quite early on, I, was, I might add, quite early on, it just picked up a groove. I was like, I'm actually, I'm into how, where this is going. I, I, I just, I, I kind of have a feeling that, you know, there's something not right. He's too cagey about the parents thing. And then the minute it goes that he's going to his parents, you go. Well, clearly his dad's not dead.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it's the the minute it's like I don't want to go there. It's like, all right, that it, it, his mum's not a drug addict or whatever it was. You know, yeah. like at, at the very least, then the gone fishing thing. I did like <sighs> the way that they just have that one scene with the parents, then they're not in it again. Mm. And it's just like for whatever reason he's just so, decided to fuck him off. I do think there is maybe a bit of a disconnect of the fact that by the end it's like he just wants to be in Saltburn, but and I don't quite, I don't think I get it. it, quite
1: yeah, it, it why? I, I, I can see your point there because it's it, it. He's obsessed with
0: Felix. Felix, not yeah. the
1: place. But he almost seems like he's done. Like he's he. he essentially has bought a new, different life um, for that, and a little bit of that feels like like part of it was just a fucking spite of uh, what's it, Archie uh, Manoukian, <laughs> just because he doesn't like the guy. Yeah, and I mean, you could, like you could have literally had a little extra scene in there. Of of that, I've, I've just been like the whole thing was never about Felix. He just ended up being like a side mission, but it was just to fuck this guy over for pissing him off. But
0: I mean, th- yeah, this the, the the whole breaking point does seem to be Felix's rejection of him. Mm. But but that you know before that, you've got the scene where um he's he like um eating out the 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 sister when she's on the period and like the whole kind of like so you're going to eat tomorrow and you're not gonna throw it up that kind of like controlling yeah. thing and uh, you know and then the uh, what he's he, he's doing with um what's his name uh, Archie McDequid, uh after um Farley uh, you know yeah Farley that's it yeah and just kind of like like having sex with him and saying like are you gonna be are you gonna be good now it's like what is going on there because. Like is he okay? Like what? Actually, what is going on there? Is he just trying to like make Felix happy? But then Felix dies, and then it's and then it just turns into I'm going to cover my tracks, which I understand. Like covering his tracks, like the killing the sister, I get that.
1: You know, but then what I will say is the the hands down best fucking scene of the film for me. Is the bit where he goes in the the bathroom? With the sisters in the um in the bath, and she just fucking calls him on everything. Yeah, it. Yeah. She's fantastic in that scene.
0: Yeah. What? 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 What is her name?
1: Her name, um, um, her name uh, is uh, Alison Oliver. She's not really done much, but she, she's going to be fucking huge because she's fucking yeah. great in this.
0: She's going to be huge. Archie Medequi between this and Gran Turismo, so different like just yeah like dude's got range
1: i I thought in gran turismo that right he's basically just that's him i am now thinking hang on a minute is he just is this guy a fucking great one of the next great character actors
0: yeah potentially and uh, you know jacob Alordi, that guy's got fucking star power up the wazoo like it's this is a fantastic cast. And I think Fennell... Obviously, they all trust Fennell, yep. like No one's... Like Barry Keegan, the trust that he has to have in his director here to do some of the things that he's doing. But the thing... It's so funny, though, because it kind of feels like if this was a film that was directed by some horror director and just played Fright Fest... Mm. It almost, it, I think, it would fit quite well there as well. Yeah, it's you know, it's got that kind of fucked up energy, it, it, but it's... because it's set in the world of the rich and, and like powerful, it and and it's directed by Emerald Fennel, who kind of comes from a wealth herself. It's it's got it's that high minded aesthetic for really fucking gnarly like
1: genre shit. It, it does, and and accidentally, or, or on purpose, it, it could be on purpose but I'm not sure it is, Emma has, has basically made a film where she has basically said the most dangerous thing to the aristocracy and the wealthy yeah. class <laughs> is an intelligent middle class person. Yeah,
0: that's... <laughs> like the, the the cut, yeah. The the moral of the story here is uh, somewhat troubling. Yeah, it, um, the
1: moral of the story here here is the, the the elite the elite class are not that bright. So if you fucking stick somebody <laughs> somebody who, who can be fucking crazy in the middle of it, but is remarkably intelligent, it, he will just take them all down. With it, it seems really easy for him as well. I quite like that about it. And the well, yeah. the fucking closing scene, I was I, I was almost like applauding, <laughs> like the last two or three minutes.
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, yeah, this and this is the thing. I mean, this is the like the kind of like the blank checkiness of of it. You know, it's you've got him going down on the sister while she's while she's on her period. You've got him fucking drinking Jacob Elordi's bath water. Yeah, um, him. Fucking shagging the ground under which is yeah. uh, Felix's coffin. <laughs> like when, like when he's doing, I, you know, it was just like I actually can't believe I'm seeing this. I, I, I was a
1: little bit watching, going, right, that's the moment when I was looking, going, okay, this is this isn't supposed to be like shocking and sad. This must supposed to be a little bit funny.
0: It's got no, I mean, but not in a like laughing against no, no, the film. Not in it, yeah, like
1: laughing with it. Yeah,
0: there, there's some like pro- and like the the reaction of my audience. There was some like fucking hell. <laughs> and, and, and that the, that the, yeah. The,
1: and, uh, my screening was was fairly. It wasn't massively busy because it was a, a a midday screening on a fucking Wednesday. But it was mm. majority and, and I. am I wasn't seeing it in a city, I was seeing it in a town. Um, mm. uh, but it was a majority of the like, older audience. Um, and I just heard one guy just turn around to his missus and went, so that's happening then. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but no, I mean, that's a perfect reaction. Yeah, yeah. and
0: but this is, the, and then obviously the fucking incredible, like, last shot of the film, because I think it's one take, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I, 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 absolutely, Walt He's just there with his dick out, like, run, r- fucking dancing to Murder on the dance floor. Yeah. And that as well, that choice of
1: that uh, song. Uh, when, this, when this song came on, and I saw Barry Keough just... like he leans in the door, doesn't he? And he's completely... And he's walking, and you're going, well, he's butt naked. And he leans in yeah. the door... And it's for My brain was going, "Please let him dance. Please let him dance." And then when he starts dancing, it and I was watching it like the first like three or four seconds, going, "Fucking hell! I bet this took some fucking choreography." Oh no, his dicks there. His dicks there. it's
0: it, 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 it just like my what the one thing with the third act is just the fact that it's like, was he obsessed with Felix? Because it it did very very yeah. much seem like he was. Like he only makes that decision to. Like, kind of kill him when things have gotten really fucking bad between the two, um, and, or is it that he is this like fucking supervillain who just wants this place? And I'm okay with either, but the film seems to be trying to do both. Like when he when he like suddenly it, it's revealed that you was talking to Rosamund Pike the whole time, and she's like on that fucking respirator, and then he turns it off. You know, it it is why. She like these, and to be fair, these people are were perfectly nice to you. And again, that pl- plays out the whole kind of like the the biggest danger is a middle class guy with brains or working that middle class, not working class. I mean, yeah, that. but it's,
1: it, 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 I think it, it, it very much wants you to go. Look, he's working class, working class. He's middle class.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, 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 it's that 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 that's the thing with the third act for me. I don't think. It necessarily wraps itself up well enough, quite frankly, for me, story wise. But the moments, yeah. the things that you are seeing are so good on you. And it's got like, that same kind yeah. of power as Promising Young Woman, where Kerry Mulligan gets killed like 15 minutes before the end of the film. It's got that whole kind of like rug pulley kind of shit that I think Emerald Fennel was obviously very
1: good at and as well in terms of visually it's a very good looking movie and it, yeah, it is. but yeah, it's yeah. but it's not trying to be too overtly stylish or flashy it's just it's a well shot movie you know mm-hmm. it's not just reams of like outlandish party scenes there's the big party scene within the film but it like it's not like they're having parties like that every other night. The majority of the time, they are just sat on what looks like quite real kind of things. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, just say as well, Kerry Mulligan, she's not in it much, but fuck me, that character's funny.
1: Yeah. Look, yeah. That's a. That, that's a. And, that, and, a, a, and but she then just dies off screen and it's just, it's like that, not even fucking mentioned.
0: And it, that's so fucking sad as well, though. Like, just the fact that, yeah, she obviously did need some help. and But then the way that, like, you got that scene with Keegan where he's um, talking to Pike and it's like, well, it, you know, he's putting that kind of, like, needle yeah. in her head, head that, like, oh, she was trying to manipulate her. Like, and again, it's like, you've got those kinds of things through the film and making it feel like he's got a master plan. Yeah, But at is, the same time, he obviously just really, really wants to Felix
1: yeah but because that bit there is just after that scene there is just after um like basically i think somebody said something about you know you know much more interesting than the last guy um and then there's there's that scene and it's almost like he goes right i don't just need to get in with Felix i need to get in with everybody yeah, and to get to the mother, I need to just kind of play to like the gossipy nature that she's got there. So he feeds to this line that she latches onto and is like, yeah, well, I thought that as well. He's like, oh, I thought you did, yeah. She fucking didn't at all. And it, no, and it, it, it's there's bits like that, but then there's other little like, f- like flourishes and touches, like in the first like breakfast scene, you know, that they're having there. Um, and they're talking about um, I can't remember um, which writers are talking about that he feared he had a doppelganger and everything like that did you notice a guy walk by in the background dressed in exactly the same thing that Felix was wearing yep and I was like oh is is that going to come back later on in like some fucking like fucking Faustian weirdness or is that just Emerald fennel had that in the script and just thought "Fuck, fuck 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 just you the camera isn't going to be on you we want something to walk by you that he's dressed in the same shit as you just for shits and giggles and it's stuff like that that makes me go yeah alright She's she's thinking about everything that's going on well played
0: and you know this this is uh, a Lucky Chat production, which is the production company run by uh, or owned by Margot Robbie. Yep, you know she's got she's got a producer credit on this. She's got producer credit on Barbie, Promising Young Women, Birds of Prey, I Tonya. I, like good, Margot Robbie knows what she's fucking doing as well yeah you know and it it, it yeah and i don't know it would have
1: it would have been, been so easy for margot Robbie to have literally just had herself inserted into the film as one character and then had an and margot Robbie, but she do not she keeps the fuck away from it yeah quite
0: it it I'd, yeah I'd, 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 I'd really it's not perfect it's nope. not going to be in my top ten of the year i think there's there's enough problems with it for me it, but fuck man trouble. emerald Fennell...
1: She's good. Yeah, she is. It might show my top ten, to be honest. Um, for the sheer, just... Like, in terms of uh, the enjoyment factor of, of Barry Keegan just... Barry Keegan being menacing or a little bit fucking unhinged. He, he never goes full nuts. He's so clever with it. Um... He's fantastic, um, but yeah, the like I said, the the, the, the scene just before um, what's her name? Um, Venetia essentially kills herself. Um, is fan- is fantastic and tense, and it's a great shot scene because it's both it's shot just as like as close up to both fucking faces, and it's it's almost like she's calling my his shit, but he knows within a second that he can have. That he has a, a kind of a hold over all of these people. It's the yeah. I am the smartest motherfucker in every fucking room.
0: Yeah, I assuming they do the Batman too. I think he could do some
1: really interesting uh, shit as the Joker. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, and, and uh, the interesting there. Apparently, he's not going to be the main villain in it.
0: Yeah, man. Like, have him fucking have just, in the background, like yeah. pulling the strings and shit. Yeah, right.
1: have him as like the Machiavellian um, force from the from Arkham. That's fucking interesting. That's more interesting than having another Batman versus Joker movie. Agree.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, definitely not shit. Really fucking enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to a, a, a rewatch when it comes uh, available on a four K, which it'll look fucking great. Because it's a well-shot movie. Yeah,
0: two right. Emerald for now. Two out of two. Definitely not shit.
1: Yep. Definitely not shit. Um, the same guy who shot Babylon. That kind of makes sense.
0: Linus Sud- Sudgren.
1: Sudgren, yeah. And shot La La Land. That, that makes sense, actually. Why it looks as fucking good as it does. Yeah, I need to watch. Um, Mark, I need to watch Babylon again. He's calling to me. I mean, our audience poll on Saltburn, see, I can see this. Uh, Definitely not shit 50%. Shit 25% and Geostorm 25%. And that was the same on our Instagram poll. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. also sort of um, to die as well. Yeah, he did. That's right. Fucking
1: hell. Fair play. Good looking film yep.
0: as well. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Saltburn. Really like, just a quite <laughs> surprising treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, t- I, don't, you know, I don't know. Just Barry Hugan just shagging the. And it's just the fact he's pissing down in that
1: scene as well. Yeah. You know, the fact it just that, adds it, it, to it. You can getting Reggie Monnier you go. Oh, he's going to fuck the earth, isn't he? He's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: What? Fucking mad. Right. Okay. Um, should we do some... What have we been up to? Yeah, can do. Yeah,
1: cool. Uh, Mark, what have you got for us? So... I'll leave the ones that I watched with Betch in case she arrived uh, midway through me talking about this till the end. Sure. Um, not sure how far is away, I'll be honest, at the moment. Um, <laughs> I re-watched Ace Ventura. for um, the first one? Yes. How's that transphobic shit holding up? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really... It's, it, yeah, it, it doesn't sit it's well. pretty rough, it's eh? It's rough, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what I will say is, the crying game definitely is glad that Ace Ventura exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Carrie has commented on it and said uh, uh, since and gone, yeah, what well, I'm not proud of with that, but you kind of, you either own it and you go, yeah, alright. Or you go, or you try and defend yourself and I can't. <laughs> so. There's a fair enough. It's it's the fucking line of I prefer to admit my mistakes and grow than just still be an arsehole. Mm. Um, but the problem with that is it's still really fucking funny at points. Because <laughs> it is really fucking funny at points, Ace Ventura. It is just this, like, comedian just fucking un. It, it's back to the fact that. It, Jim Carrey wasn't a known name around the world and then Ace Ventura came out and all of a sudden he fucking was. And it's because this performance is largely unhinged at points. <laughs> um, yep. It's bonkers. I I loved Ace Ventura when I was a kid. I, I might never watch it again now because there is a few too many moments of going okay. Uh, but yeah it is still quite fucking funny, um, I mean, where else are you gonna get a you know Monica from friends in a scene with Udo Kia when they're flirting?
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> That's right. yeah, Udo Kier's the the guy who owns the house where he um, Ace Ventura the, the, is with the whale. Yep. Yeah, Yep. That's fucking wild. Do you know I've I've, I've had I, I think I need to watch Ace Ventura when nature calls again. I watched Pet Detective maybe last year or the year before, but I didn't watch When Nature Calls. Yeah, and I seem to remember that film being all right, but Jim Carrey basically being no, it's shit, and that's why I don't do sequels.
1: Yeah, it is. He hates it because he thinks it, it. He thinks it is basically, it's it's all the bits that people think are funny about Ace Ventura that he doesn't think are funny about Ace Ventura, um, and he says basically anything that somebody shouts at me in the street stopped being funny. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. But.
1: Um, so what else did I watch? Oh, solo. Um. Alright, I've got two more that I watched solo. I rewatched "Kicking and Screaming." No, not that one. The one that was made ten years later. Um, the Will Ferrell one. The Will Ferrell one.
0: <laughs> Where he gets really addicted to coffee. Yes. Yeah, that film's all right. Yeah.
1: So, if you have not watched, because I think a lot of people will have not watched, will be will be fans of Will Ferrell and the the stupid comedies of Will Ferrell but will have not watched Kicking and Screaming because it's essentially, a, it's a PG. It's a kid's Will Ferrell film. Do. Because, yes, it's not as funny as something like Step Brothers or Ankhme and bits like that, but it's funnier than like Semi Pro and things like that. Yeah. It's it's actually not bad. It's, it's quite fun uh, as a film. And like I said, I watched it as a lunchtime watch, which is the perfect way to watch this. Um, but yeah Will Ferrell just getting gradually more and more addicted to coffee um, as it goes um, through
0: sorry bit of breaking news Ooh. on the Hollywood Reporter again yeah The Bike Riders mm. is no longer going to be a 20th century film focus features have acquired the worldwide rights like Universal's indie partner mm. Um, so something, yeah, something's gone on with that. Film. Some something's happened with that, eh? Yeah, um,
1: there's something gone on. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's weird how that studio now wants fucking rid of it. It's something about to come out about one of the cast.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, so Focus are going to handle it in the US. Universal going to handle it internationally. Which means uh, like, Focus, Focus Features get a chairman has said,
1: "And not a streaming release." Like it was rumored might happen.
0: Yeah, Matt, Sorry to interrupt. It's just because the fact we were talking about the bike riders earlier on. Um, what the fuck? That's weird. Uh, th- I mean, uh, that film is completed. It's completed. The marketing had started. It,
1: yeah, the, uh, there was a trailer for it before before Saltburn. <laughs> I mean, it, it ain't coming out next
0: Friday. No. If it's just changed distributor. Yeah. Wild. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, no, no, uh, please continue.
1: Yeah, uh, kicking and screaming. It, it's a, it's a fun fucking film with some questionable bits in it. <laughs> like,
0: L- was that directed by Bob Dylan's son, Jesse Dylan? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like the. I mean, there's, there's bits. In, there's, there's there's bits within this movie that you that you kind of. You don't laugh at, but you go, oh, shit. Uh, but, like uh, Mike Dick had not been able to pronounce one of the kids' names, um, so I just called him Bing Bong instead. Is you, That's pretty good. You watch it going... I, I, it's not. It it, it, it it maybe could be a little bit. Oh, but it's also not. <laughs> it's like
0: this is Will. Fer- I don't know. Will Ferrell calling a kid Bing Bong. I
1: I I, I that I think that's funny. It, um it's, it's a good. It's a fun film. I will say. Uh, kicking and screaming. Um. Hmm. Becky has just joined us, just in time for me to do my last film that I watched on my own before we talk about the films we watched together.
0: Hey Bex.
3: Hey, all right. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Ropy day at work, but
1: yeah. Uh, no we 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 did say why you were missing because you forgot that you were at work today.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a bright man.
1: <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the last one I watched um, was one that I've hovered over for a while. <clears throat> so I watched it as a I, I, I started watching it as a lunchtime watch. Um, a, a lunch break watch at work, uh, and then stopped it about halfway, about half an hour into it, because I was like, "Actually, no, I, I want to watch this properly." So I watched the rest of it this morning after I mistimed things in my head and got up too early to watch Rusted. Uh, so, so I'm I'm four films deep so far today. Wow, uh, <laughs> nice. So, I watched Sleeping with Other People, uh, the uh, Jason Statham and Alison Brie movie, and I. I kind of hovered over watching it because I like Jason Sudeikis, as everyone does now, uh, because of Ted Lasso. But I find Alison Brie to be difficult to watch sometimes. Yes. Because she kind of comes across as a bit of an ass. um, (laughs) For that. So the...
3: I don't know that she comes across as, as an ass. She just seems to have decided that she's very type A and made that her entire personality.
1: Yes. Um, so the story of this movie is it's also got um, Adam Scott, Jason Manzoukas, um Adam Brody for like one fucking scene, and Amanda Peet in it. Uh, decent cast. It's a decent cast, yeah. And the the thing there is the story of it is um, Alison Brie plays um, Lenny, who at the start of the movie it's a like fucking 15 years earlier kind of mm-hmm. Um and she's like absolutely screaming down this dorm um, room because she's angry at the guy in the room because he's not answering the fucking door to her um, and security comes taken away and it's like, you know, you're know, you not supposed to be here um, just in case he was come out of his dorm room to see what the fuck's going on he's like oh wait a minute don't, 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 she's, she's here with me and they end up chatting and it's like he's sort of he can't understand why she's uh, obsessed with this guy who is uh, in his dorm yeah. there because she's like he's like he's the dullest human that ever fucking lived <laughs> um, and then she announces that she was going to essentially lose her virginity to him that night and that's why she's angry because she's also fucking horny so they end up chatting and what would you have it, they end up losing their virginity to each other that night, but then they never see each other again so we flash forward to 15 years later and they they bump into each other um, and she's still obsessed with this same guy
3: the dorm guy,
1: yeah, who is played brilliantly by Adam Scott as just a fucking dull guy but he's like married and having an affair with her, but she's like And I thought, at first, I was like, right, is this going to be like comedy, dangerously obsessed? But it's not. It's like dramatically, quite fucking like sad, dangerously obsessed with it. Hmm. And so you get this weird relationship where they decide he's become like a womaniser, Jason Sedakis. And she's like broken by the fact that she's obsessed with this guy who just uses her. And so they decide to become like each other's like crutch. So they're not like they basically become a couple that don't that don't have any of the physical contact of a couple, and it becomes very when Harry met Sally, right? Within mm. um, for that there, but they're basically like she's helping him to stop becoming a womanizing prick, um, and he's helping her kind of quit her addiction to this guy. Mm. Um, and it becomes like this quite lovely story within this.
0: Matt, Matt, who's this directed by? Uh,
1: Leslie uh, Headland, who also yeah made the about last night we make. Yeah. The Russian doll.
0: Yeah, dude. Also, a guest on Blank Check. You time? need to fucking listen to Blank Check, I okay, swear to God. Do, and do you know what film she was on talking about? What? When Zodiac.
1: Zodiac? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, fair enough. I will give that a listen. Yeah. I, 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 the thing is, I don't think enough people have seen this movie because i had never heard anyone talking about it. Yeah. But, yeah, it had me literally at a lunchtime watch, pause it and go, nope, need to watch this at home. And then had me a couple of times... Like literally within my seat when things like happen, like big moments, the movie going no, no, don't you fucking dare, movie, don't you dare, you you fucking prick, movie, (laughs) and then later on going, you fucking beautiful bastard, movie, yes, (laughs) I I, that's what you want, yeah, I fucking love this. There's a there's a bit in it where because Jason Manzukis and um, I think it's actually Jason Manzukis' wife in real life uh, because she crops up a little bit in the league. You know the crazy woman who um, asked to put her in a cage. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, she, they're, they're a, he's like his business partner, and they've just sold their business to a bigger business, so they're doing quite well. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's got a wife and a kid and bits like that. And he says, "Look, I want to invite you." Manzuk says, "I want to invite you to like my kid's uh, ninth birthday party." And he's like, "What? You never invite me to any." Like big event things. He's like, yeah, because usually you're just going to hit on all of our friends that might even be sing- single. He's like, this is amazing. He's like, on one condition, you've got to bring Laney. He's like, oh, that's, that's bullshit. So he basically says to Laney, he's like, would you like to come to my friend's, because uh, he's he met Laney and like Manzo because they, they've met. He's like, would you like to come to uh, my friend's kids' ninth birthday party and drop Molly with me? And so they turn up just fucking high as fuck. But it isn't done in a, they just start doing stupid fucking shit. It's like quite controlled in like the low level stupid shit that they're doing. Yeah, And it's like, "Wow, well, are you guys high? I'm like, yeah, we're on, we're on ecstasy. But like, like, oh man, I wish I could be on ecstasy right now. That'd be so much better than this bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, i really enjoyed it. It's up there with things more recent, things like um, that. Uh, what was that one? Meet Cute.
3: Yeah.
1: And the other one that was before Meet Cute that signed uh, Anista Sandberg, that I can't remember the name of. The time
0: oh, Celeste and no Celeste and Jesse. No, no, it can't be
1: that. The time, Loop the time One. Loop. Oh. Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Yeah, just on the levels of oh, yeah. that kind of like rom coms. Could have God, like-
0: Palm Springs—that's a fucking COVID memory hole, if ever there was one.
1: Yeah, because it was a fun fucking film, but it happened in a vacuum. <laughs>
3: I've watched it a few times. So.
1: Yeah, I, I would genuinely say uh, to people, you know, give this a go. It's on Prime. I really enjoyed it. Cedric is in his charming, uh, witty repertoire. Uh, what's it? And uh, Alison Brie's really good isn't it. Yeah, uh, very much enjoyed it. Uh, What have you watched on your solo bits? Because we've tried shitloads of this podcast so far.
3: Um, I don't know where we got to. (laughs) So I think I didn't speak about Evil Dead Rise last time, did I? No, I don't think you finished watching it. Nope. Okay, so I rewatched Evil Dead Rise. That film is fucking grim. (laughs) Yes. That. that Yeah,
0: I'll I'll never watch it again. Horrible film. No,
3: it's fucking great though. Yeah, still after that. After that <laughs> the,
1: the, Good the, 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 for the, you. I probably never watch that film again either.
3: Oh, someone gets attacked with a cheese grater, Mark.
1: But I can get that from Tenet. Tenet? <laughs> but
3: it's not, it doesn't linger on it. Is I it? don't want <laughs> it to linger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Tenet, ten seconds beforehand, you've got, <laughs> I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's it, it just, it's everything. Sorry, mate.
3: <laughs> no, I, I really like Evil Dead Rise. I, I wasn't super keen. I liked it. We're just never gonna
1: watch it again.
3: Oh, it's got some really good creepy fucking shit in there. Like it's it's a proper watch it late at night with the lights off and it'll shit you up kind of movie. And I, that's that's what I needed. I was feeling a bit bit disheartened with hot modern horror again when I watched it. Hence why I've watched loads of old stuff. But um, yeah, it's just fucking great. I'm not. I wasn't super keen on the um, remake. Oh, like remake, yeah,
1: yeah so that
3: they remake. did was was just shit. I mean, grim, but just grim, and that was it. Whereas this has actually got some real good creepy stuff going on. Um, so yeah, really enjoyed that. I also watched the same night, I think. Yeah, Malevolent.
1: You really watched Malevolent.
3: Yeah, with with pew pew pew. Were they ghost hunters? Oh, I thought I was thinking malignant. You're thinking of malignant. Yeah, I, I malignant. wouldn't watch malignant without you. I, I,
1: was, I was about to punch you right <laughs> in the fucking face.
3: Uh, yeah, malevolence actually, it's quite
1: malevolent.
3: Low energy for a horror, but like, it's 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 really quite good, and I think it's quite like because Florence Pugh now is like it, she's Florence Pugh in capital letters, isn't she? Whereas yes. at this time she was just. Florence Pugh, Um but it's real easy to see why she's had the the rise that she's had. Yeah. Um yeah, good, creepy, ghost hunters, fakes, but not really fake. People die. Good film that. Ghosts and shit. Um <laughs> so yeah, so I, I did make good on my threat to watch the adventures of Baron Munchausen. Um it it just fucking slaps. The spiral it's 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 ace and it just because I was like after watching Time Bandits I was a bit like oh well like prior to to rewatching this I was under the impression that I'd never met a Terry Gilliam movie I didn't like and now here we are <laughs> maybe maybe the Gilliam magic's worn off my brain and now I don't like him anymore um but that was not the case Time Bandits is just boring and that kid's annoying <laughs> so uh, yeah um. Just, just really good and really clever. And like when you read the sort of trivia shit um, about it, and like behind the scenes stuff, it's like it's just kind of wild how we used to make movies. Like the chaos. Oh yeah. That, that reigned there was no, on the set. No, no,
1: no, no set control.
3: No. Like Sarah Polly's come out quite critically of the experience, hasn't she? As she is wont to do now, but. Um, Like, they ran out of budget for the um, scenes in the city that are set on the moon, you know, where... Yeah. So he just took, like, the pictures he had of them and made them into, like, a mini set and just moved them around and stuff. But it's so fucking effective. You just don't... I feel like you don't get the same level of inventiveness... No. ...when you can just... Put it in a computer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just for... And Robin Williams is... Awesome as the king of the moon or the king of everything, as he calls himself. Um, yeah, it's just it's real, real like engrossing escapism. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I finally got around to watching Werewolves Within as well. Oh, yeah,
0: um, fun film, yeah, fun film.
3: It actually is quite good fun, isn't it? Um, it's yep. I don't, I wouldn't put it super high on the list of horror comedies, I think it's, it's done, Um that, that, you know, that Bill Murray, um what's his, Adam Driver one, you know, is probably oh, yeah. top of the list of the horror comedies.
1: Yeah, yeah you love that one, don't you?
3: Nah, no, I'm just trying to get a rise out of it, yeah. because I know he <laughs> hates it. Um, but yeah, no, I do I do like it. But yeah, no, it's not top of the list. Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah, really good fun, actually. Um, feels a little bit like... Like League of Gentlemen-y, though, with the characters. Everyone's an exaggeration. Mm. Which I don't normally super like, but it works in this. It? it was fine. Um, and... Oh, Sorry. Um so no I didn't finish that one. No. So that's me for films. Sorry, I thought I had two more, but then one's with you and one I didn't finish yet. Um The only other thing that I watched was the Scott Pilgrim takes off. Did you finish that yet, Ian?
0: Uh no, I am halfway through. I slightly I, I I I slightly tuned out, so I'm kind of intrigued to see how how it went for you.
3: Uh, well, I won't say too much because obviously, if you go back to it, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. But I sure, think, sure, yeah, um, yeah. I, I just I find it really interesting that they've taken the the same like starting premise and then just gone in a completely different fucking direction with it. Um, I,
0: and look, I, just just to say, I think if if anyone's particularly bothered about spoilers for the whole thing. Fair enough, but otherwise, I think it's worth saying what happens at the end of the first episode. Because I think it's a good, like, this is actually different from the film. It's not an adaptation of the film, nor the graphic novel. It's very different.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, okay, so, spoiler alert, flip forward 30 seconds if you haven't watched it yet and you're planning to, but pause, 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 pause. Scott Pilgrim dies at the end of the first episode. <gasps> and it's just basically about like... Oh, I, I can't say too much without spoiling it for Ian. what? Happens,
0: it's a happens, rug pull and a half, half. half though, isn't it? Oh, like when that happens, it's a rug pull and a half. Just like, what?
3: Oh God, yeah. You're like, what? No, that that's not what happens in the film. Oh God, right, okay. Um, and then it's
0: Ramona! <laughs> you know, that's great. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. But yeah, I think there's there's some nice meta stuff in there as well. Like um the film is referenced in the show. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um right.
3: it's been directed by Edgar Rong. The stuff. It's it's funny. It's really, really funny. And I, the animation style throughout it is is great. I think the fact that like whenever there's a fight it's like um Street Fighter like title card, blah versus blah, whoever it is. Um it's just, yeah, it's just really well done and I think, yeah, they could have <sighs> they could have lazily just sort of redone it as a version of the film but animated, but they've they've obviously gone off in a different direction. It's the same cast as well, isn't it? Same voice cast, yeah. 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 Um, and
0: blank checks Griffin Newman plays several characters in it. <laughs> Just a reference blank cheque again.
3: <laughs> How much do they pay you in just out of interest?
0: It's a great show, and I <laughs> dearly, dearly fucking wish at least Mark would just give it a crack. I will give it a
1: crack. Yeah.
3: Oh, uh, the only other thing I've done up now is so uh, I don't know whether I've mentioned on the cast before, but I've kind of got into audio books when I'm driving to and from work. Um, oh, that's a good habit. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've always struggled with audiobooks because the snob in me is like when you're not really reading it, which you're not. I wouldn't I wouldn't audio book something I'd not read before. Um, and I'd struggle because like when you're driving, you're concentrating on driving, and then you miss bits, and then you have to rewind thirty seconds, blah blah blah, and it's 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 just a bit of a pain. In the ass I've, I've always struggled to get engrossed enough in it to take in the story, but I think it's just maybe taken a bit of practice for me um so i've been listening to so i've I, I listened to the audio book of the first dark tower book um, <coughs> stephen king um sort of as a right well by the time i get to the end of this one i'll have finished my book that i'm reading and then, and then i can read the second dark tower book and then do a series reread mm-hmm. But I haven't because, for some reason, since I've got back from holiday, I've lost the ability to actually fucking read. So, I'm Mark now. i am you?
1: It's good yeah.
3: No, it's horrible. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry.
3: So I, um, I downloaded the next one in the in the series, the the drawing of the three, um, and I've got sixteen minutes of that left. And my audible credits don't renew until the fifth of December, so I don't know what the fuck I want to do. <laughs> Probably listen to some bloody podcast for some bullshit <laughs> um, well this is the blank check though, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's like so it, it feels a little bit like as as a Dark Tower fan and as a Stephen King fan it feels a little bit like alright so that adaptation that they did that was shite we can well, let's, let's just fucking ignore that because it's bullshit Idris Elba get back in your box but this is like... you it? No. I think you did. This is like... Alright, well if we're not going to get a proper adaptation just yet, this will do. Because it's it's a more passive way of digesting the material. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. I really listened to it. It's like you can kind of just... Not let your mind wander while you're driving. I'm not advocating for like driving along not paying attention to the road. But you, you can... You can just kind of get a bit lost in it, if that makes sense. Yes. In a way that you can't with with reading, you have to actively read, whereas you can passively listen to something, if that makes sense. Yes. I know I'm mm. extolling the virtues of something that everyone else has, has already decided are good a long time ago. That's fine, but yeah, bit of a revelation for me, really. Nice. Hmm. That's me.
1: Do you want to nice. quit yours, Ian, and then we'll spin back to the couple that we've watched together. Only like,
0: can crack on, if you want, unless, you, unless Becky no,
1: just needs do. a few minutes. to. Can do. Um, like, we rewatched Ginger Snaps, didn't we, Lex?
3: Yeah, we did. What did you think to a
1: rewatch? Because at the time I was up for a full Ginger Snaps, let's fucking watch all of them rewatch. and now I'm not.
3: Oh, you're not? No,
1: I struggled with it this time
3: is it because as a grown-up, Catherine Isabel being super hot is not enough
1: a little bit yeah, yeah. also as well uh, Emily Perkins was just annoying in it like 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 when, when 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 Ginger just stops like hanging out with her I was like it's because you're annoying <laughs> it's because you're annoying
3: She's supposed to be younger and stuff. Though, isn't yeah, she? but she's quite just like annoying. enthralled to her older sister, but... Yeah. No, I... I'd, I'd... The thing is, were I to watch it now for the first time, would I have as much affection for it as I do? No.
1: Yeah, there is that.
3: No, but I do have an awful lot of affection for it because...
1: I do, and it's, it, it's gnarly. I like the fact that it's quite gnarly. Mm. Um, it basically gave birth to emo.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's it's dealing with like the whole tale as old, tale as old of time yeah. of people who menstruate are very dangerous. <laughs> um, but it does it in such a fucking, like, look at it, look at the blood, yeah. look at it, listen to the explanation of what happens. It's very graphic. Um, it doesn't it pull away from it at all, and I think that's quite... Fun. It's quite ballsy. Yeah.
1: It's just not that fucking
3: Canadians man they're mental Um, so yeah no I I really enjoyed it and I think it's as as a girl Mm. that particular part of our lives is very much glossed over in in media and stuff like that and it, it leaves a lot of like a lot of people with the feeling that it's something to be kinda of hidden and to be a little bit ashamed of. Like you don't you don't talk about it. And and I think um the the fact that this like just doesn't I think that's quite yeah. empowering to the right audience to go, do you know what, no, it's an actual part of my fucking day. Go away.
1: Okay. Do
3: you know what I mean though? Yeah,
1: I don't know exactly. What
3: are you looking at me like that for? Because I am one of those people. Because you're one of those people, yeah. Becky. I don't, well, I obviously didn't like, see, I just don't think you've ever
1: enough. bought that much.
3: Yes, I have.
1: You used to get me a buy them for you. Yeah, well, yeah
3: if I'm I had now. to have
1: that conversation with Isabel.
3: No, you didn't. I did. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, God, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even log that. Um, no, we watched Tag. Tag's a weird movie.
1: <laughs> yes. Tag is a weird I've,
0: I've never seen Tag. Tag's fun. I feel like that's one that Mark's watched like 35 times.
1: I, I think I've watched it three or four times for sure, yeah. Tag's a 34 lot 34 times, got you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not just me on this one, is it, Max? Tag's fun, isn't it?
3: It is fun, yeah.
1: There's a book coming.
3: Jeremy Renner's is a bit much in it. Like, yeah. the rest of them are... At least believable as real people, whereas he's very much.
1: But like, I think that's intentional. Yeah, like yeah. he's supposed to seem like a superhero in it.
3: But given the fact that it's supposed to be based on a well, it's based on a true story. It is,
1: but it, it very much it very much sets its style. Look, it's based on the idea that yeah. these guys are what is it, but these very much aren't these guys. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I think the rest of it's very realistic, and then there's Jeremy Renner just doing like fucking wire work.
1: Yeah. But it's fun.
3: Yeah, it is it's fun. That. It is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The I think.
0: Is, it, it, sorry, is that one of those films where John Hamm like decides he wants to try and be funny one day? Yeah. I think John
3: Hamm is it's, quite funny though. I but think he's it, it's like. Comedy. like
0: oh, I, I I kind of want John Hamm to pick a lane. That's all. He's.
3: I think it's difficult when you're that handsome.
0: Yeah, but I mean, and 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 that's the difficulty because he's too handsome, and he can't be he can't be versatile. I won't allow John Ham to be versatile.
1: <laughs> I, I I I would just like it if John Ham just basically played Fletch for the rest of his career. We do in.
0: need another Confess Fletch. Yeah. We y- yes, the, the the people demand it. Yeah.
1: Um. What else did we, uh, we? We've got two more. We, we.
0: Sorry, no. no and, and Mark, sorry. I feel like I just talked over Becky. Uh, Bex, sorry. Like, was there anything else you wanted to say? There, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
3: um. No, I was just saying. I think. I think John Ham's got a, a good. A good. Energy. Like, uh, yeah, he has got a good energy. He's got really good on screen charisma. And I think he's just, he's got a good feel for a certain type of comedy. And I think that's what he's doing in Tag. He's, he's doing suave man comedy in the yeah. same way that he is in, in Confessed Fletch. Yeah. Like he's doing that. It,
1: he can send himself up without it going into outright buffoonery.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 do you know what? On the Fletch side of it, in the same way that Chevy Chase kind of does in it, hmm. like he's. He's a bit, he's a bit buffoonish, and he and he says some stupid shit. But he's also like
1: genuinely still one of the greatest lines in cinema is in Fletch. I love what you've done to the place. It must have cost you hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'm,
1: I'm, so yeah, I, so yeah. I'm just on. just having a look at
0: um, John Ham's relationship status. A wife, seventeen years his junior. His wife is. Younger than us, <laughs> but also sure, and I bet she's loving that ride. Oh yeah, good on John Ham. <laughs> I don't know. I just like John Ham. I just it feels like sometimes he just like is like I want to be seen as funny, and then other times I want to be seen as dramatic.
1: I, I think with John Ham, it's very much. He's made his nut and he isn't bothered about being a star. <laughs> mm. Oh wait, I think just enjoys being John Hamm She plays the uh, she's in tag. no she's in Fletch, sorry, as the is one of the characters in Fletch. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, we, we we watched our first Christmas movie, didn't we? <laughs>
3: yeah, it's a soft intro. It's a soft,
1: though, soft intro, yeah. 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 Soft intro it. We rewatched and it was your idea this one, wasn't it?
3: Yeah it was actually. I yeah. don't know where it came from. I don't know where it it's came from. Bolt out of the blue. Um so we watched Lethal Weapon. Um
0: Good choice.
3: I kind of got it into my head and I I think I am correct. Mel Gibson is the, the male Meg Ryan.
1: <laughs> In this type of movie, yeah.
3: Like facially and some of the facial expressions he pulls, it's like God it's Meg Ryan's face. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's problematic though he may be, he's very good in this. Um and it's I kind of feel like pre problematic. Yeah. Um so I feel like we're allowed to like it.
1: Yes, we're allowed to like lethal weapon. Um Because yeah. it's fucking great.
3: It is fucking great. It is wild like that that Danny Glover's what I did. <laughs> I did
1: talk about my deli liberal age. Earlier, the thing. <laughs> yeah. But you're so not. That's you're, not I'm you're not
3: at your um. What's his name? Age. I'm not. I'm not age. At, at my deli age. he's supposed to have just turned four, 50. Fifty. Yeah. So.
1: But I am at my deli age.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Mark, you can't spiral. You're not afraid
1: of death. I'm not afraid of death. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with the death bit. I am fine with. I am more just the. Oh, fucking, I'm tired. Bit. You're
3: too old for this shit. <laughs> too old
1: for this shit, yeah. I mean, the fact that it has rugged and handsome uh, versatile actor Tom kids in it as well. Still rugged and handsome. Still rugged and fucking handsome.
3: His silver Fox look buried.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I love the fact that so quickly into Lethal Weapon, you believe that these two guys who are supposed to be a little bit like. Opposites that rub each other the wrong way just effect, essentially form like the the quintessential bromance with each other. Yeah. That you know that that you know you've got um, Riggs essentially has his life saved by his relationship with this guy. Yeah. Because he gives him a reason to live.
3: That's it, and and the thing is that's it's quite lovely. That's the the bones of this movie. It's like it, it's their yeah thing. The story's quite thin. Well, the
1: story's thin because the story isn't that. The story mm. is essentially, you know, Danny Glover not wanting to work with this guy, then noticing, look, this guy is broken by the same war that I was in. Mm.
3: um and he's just broken because his myth
1: has died. They're, they're, they're kind of putting it down to the existing trauma and bits out there within mm. the film. Um, and he just kind of, he, he sees it as, do you know what? No, I, I'm going to show this guy that there's more to life. Mm. The, 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 this, by basically just insisting that he just like meets his family and all that lot. And it's just it's just a really sweet movie at points. It's just bonkers. One of my and favorite, then you've got Gary Busey.
3: Yeah, Gary Busey's <laughs> in this. One of my favourite bits about this movie is when they're sat in his boat, just in the garden.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> and that. And he just starts it. <laughs> the shit's the giggles.
3: Um, Yeah, Gary Busey's actually really good in this. Like, I always think of Gary Busey as being like one of those. Ah, kind of actors like he's always unhinged. Yeah, but he's he's not really unhinged in this. He's a baddie, but no. he's not like unhinged. No, he's hinged.
1: I, I, I always like the fact that every time I watch a Gary Busey movie, which is probably more than most, uh, that that I always end up finding my finding myself late a, a few days later going, yeah, I need to find that bit where he explains the plot to Predator Two.
2: Okay.
1: If, if anybody has never seen the clip, just yeah. get your phone out now and just, just pause hers and Google Gary Busey explains the plot to Predator 2. because it It's is, worth doing. It is just madness. Just undiluted. Have a look later on, mate. Oh, well, I'm queuing it up on
3: YouTube.
1: And then, uh, what else do we watch Bex?
3: I'm not doing another
1: one. You can do this. We re The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Yeah, we do. Which, which we used, one? We, uh, what? The remake. Which. Lick my bung hole, motherfucker! Yep. Um, which we used to have as a cabin watch, didn't we? But we can't go to the cabin because it's five minutes' walk away from here now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we rewatched this. I I have a special place in my heart for taking a Pelham 123. Yeah. And I don't. I, I can't explain why. I genuinely think it might be one of. John Travolta's best post Fiction performances.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's a low bar.
1: It's a low bar, admittedly, but it's a bar. <laughs> um, I just think it's... For, if anybody else was directing this movie, it would be an absolute fucking car crash. But it is. It's Tony Scott. Hmm. Mm. So, it's engaging, it's thrilling, it's brilliant, and it has genuinely one of the last fucking great scenes. Not quite the last scene, but the last great scenes of a character where he's basically telling, at the end, telling Denzel Washington, I'm not going back to jail. On the bridge. Um, On the bridge. And he's going, I, you know, I'm, I am going to shoot you, you're going to have to fucking shoot me. I am going to shoot you. And then when he does shoot him, up fucking Nails that line of just, you're my goddamn hero. It's brilliant. fucking brilliant. Like, genuinely, it is probably in my top 20 scenes in history of cinema. Yeah.
0: That that film, I mean, that film was so poo-pooed. Yeah. And it kind of feels like it's been forgotten. And, like, Eat, Eat Sleep, Live film, back in the day, I did a series called Defending... Mm. Where you know, talking about films that bad, bad like it was like bad, rotten tomatoes scores and whatnot, and that was my first one. That film is, and especially looking back now, is a film I don't think would be made today. It, it, you know, it's it's not like blockbustery enough. To like really get out there in 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 the studio system. No, the bonkers and thing yeah.
1: there it, 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 it's basically two locations: it, a train carriage and a an office.
0: Yeah, and and yes, and it it's too um. It's too just kind of like aimed at, like just an adult audience. And it's not provocative. It's just a thriller, mm. with a budget. And that wouldn't be done by a streaming service either, I don't think, at this point. It's a film that wouldn't be made now, and the loss of Tony Scott I feel has been really felt yeah. over
1: the last decade.
3: I just look into his you know, filmography, if, like, there's nothing that ain't good.
1: No, there's nothing that ain't good, and the thing is, there's some that are just absolute fucking stormwall bangers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but, but honestly, take a Pelham One, Two, Three, even if it's just for that that closing scene of Travolta is just
3: no, but all of it is great. I, I will, Denzel Washington is fucking marvelous.
1: Yeah, I, I will defend James it. Gandolfini. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's fucking brilliant in that film. Yeah, Louis Guzman, great. Honestly, right, that's the kind of film that Arrow or one of those distributors. Need to pick up, do a 4K, mm. and get people who
1: fucking love it talking about it in the extras. Yeah, because I guarantee there is. I, I, get fucking get Tarantino talking about because he fucking loves this, the the version of this film. Oh, that's great, great film. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to, Ian?
0: I'm I wishing you know, I was watching the Taking the 3 one, two, three. <laughs> um, uh, not to say about a bad week though. So um, we finished off the uh, the uh, Harry Potter films with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two, uh, which, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's good, eh? It, it, it goes, all right, part one kind of slackened the pace, so we're going to do this in like two, out, two and a quarter hours, and here we go. Uh, both of these films could have been told in a three-hour film, uh, I think you are going to trim stuff from both of them, but part two um, is pacey enough. Um, and uh, I will say, the othering of Sliverin, the fact it's like, Sliverin to the dungeons, because you're all wrong Bit <laughs> I'm not, I, I you know, H, uh, HBO Max, they're supposed to be doing a series adapting these books. It would be very, very weird if it's like, you're chosen to go to Slytherin, essentially in the equivalent of Year 7, and uh, by the time you're in Year 13, you are just automatically identified as a piece of shit, <laughs> evil scum. Uh, despite the fact that you were picked to go into that uh, class by a hat. But,
1: but isn't it more that
0: the hat just knows you're a piece of shit? <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, yeah, I mean... <laughs>
1: <laughs> the hat just goes. The hat's like, this guy's an absolute this fucking guy is a fucking shit. This one is a fucking date rapist in the fucking future. Fucking just just get all the shits into the fucking slim Slytherin vet house. Like there's all be shits it's an together. Argument. It's an argument, and you know. I, that, you know, actually, if 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 the Harry Potter thing existed in reality, they would be the fuckers who are currently in the fucking constant fucking Etonian fucking death nail of prime ministers we're getting. Fair, um, but
0: hey, look, I yeah, I, it, it's it's good. I mean, obviously, it closed out that like decade long trilogy, and I i and not trilogy. What, what the fuck am I talking about? A series of films, and it, it yeah, I, I, I think it wraps up well enough. Ray Fiennes is bloody good in those as well. Um, so there you go. Uh, okay, and then uh, I did me a mini Ridley marathon. Oh, so, nice. When, one I'd seen before, two I haven't. Ooh, two new Ridleys, yep, two new Rids. So, the one I'd seen before, Gladiator. Um, <laughs> so. I I I the thing is I haven't seen Gladiator I haven't seen Gladiator for fucking ages and the last time I watched Gladiator um was when we were living in Bristol and we had these two hamsters and um no uh no sorry not hamsters jer- uh guinea pigs and um while I was watching it uh one of them died outside oh. um so I've always had that in the back of my mind, there's a bit of a kind of don't want to be like reminded of, about the fact yeah. that Harry just seemed to fucking choke on something and then die while Larry fucking jumped around him squealing. Um. So, Gladiator's got a, a very unique She's got some work to do sense memory in me. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, fucking horrible day that was actually. And sorry, moving on. So, um just chokes on something or something. I don't know. Like it was it, like the other one, Larry bless him, lived for like another 2 or 3 years by himself and he'd never been he had to get used to living by himself. Fucking horrible existence for Dr uh, Dr Lawrence McWorter MEP, <laughs> um or Larry for short. Um and um yeah, yeah, anyway, sorry, I'm going to... Sorry, i spiralling. Uh, so, Gladiator. Um, so, the 4K of this, I've got to say, looks good, maybe wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be. Now, but the film itself... First off, Hans Zimmer's score fucking bangs. That score is incredible. Um... And really, just lifts the film up. Um, I really, 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 really like Gladiator. Um, the Oliver Reed CG stuff, I uh, like. I, I still think you can't see the seams. Yeah, you know the fact it's they well they reconstructed it, it, it's incredible, and the fact it's twenty years on. But also, right, the tiger CG, like that that fight where the tigers are on the chains and whatnot. Mm. There's like one or two moments, but I say I tell you what for a film that's over twenty years old, it, it's pretty great.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. But what I'd forgotten about Gladiator because it has been like getting on for like fifteen years since I've uh, since I've watched it is the I I forgot that they're kind of they build up that like. Maximus is gonna get his armies and they're gonna storm Rome and then it's like actually no commodus is on to him and I forgot that the end of the film is a fight between the two but commodus is or it is like shanked him beforehand mm. and I, I I was all almost kind of like half remembering that there were like things being sieged and things being stormed and whatnot and no, it does just end on Maximus getting his fucking vengeance, the the sister saying like "go home now," and then Digimon Honsune going like "I'll see you, but not yet," and like the fact that it's actually quite low key, mm-hmm. even though it's a fight between two people witnessed by thousands, it's low key. it's like, if this film was being made now, you'd have shit going on in all sorts of different places. And no, it's just those two having a fight. And the way that they add the peril by the fact that you know that Russell Crowe's been injured beforehand. You know, because you think about how how films... You've got these battles between people, and it's almost like... um, uh, This guy's obviously going to kick the shit out of the other one. You've got that handicap there. And I, I I I think that's really interesting. And I forgot as well just how much time Joaquin Phoenix gets in this film. I and mean, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And you you un- understand why. Because he has as much time as Russell Crowe. Mm. Um mainly like talking to his sister and then trying to shag her. Yeah. Um but I, yeah, I it's like I, I great, much, like it last of, year. Yeah, yeah, and it holds up. Yeah. I th- like, I get a four like, and half that, out of five. Yeah, and, and that's exactly where I'm at as well. You know, um, and, and yeah, it it's really good. And I I stuck on the extended edition, and then there was an intro by Ridley Scott, where he's like, "This isn't the director's cut." This is just a film with some scenes that it, I thought it might be good for people to see. I was like, It's you know what, Ridley? Fair enough, mate. I put on the original cut instead. <laughs> <laughs> You're there going, sounds a little bit like a director's cut, that, Red.
2: <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. But it was just like, it was just like no, the, you know, the original is my director's cut. It's like that alien. But the fact that they then called it the alien director's cut, and then Ridley Scott's like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's like I think I've seen that that cut of alien once, and never after because it's not the one that he wants us to watch. Yep. you know, so it, yeah. Um, but anyway, Gladiator. There you go. So,
1: so the next two ones you hadn't seen. I'm fascinated to know which one is that. No.
0: Okay, so a warm up with 2006's A Good Year. Oh, there's, no,
1: there's not nothing's warm about that movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm warming up. Look, so... um, I mean, so, essentially... How was that directed
1: by Ridley Scott?
0: (laughs) Because... It's the proto-grown-ups. It's Ridley Scott going... Yeah, I live in the south of France, and I like wine. Russell... Do you like wine? And would you like to shoot a film in the south of France? Yeah, I would, Ridley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, cool. Alright, now Russell, we are going to have to do maybe a week or so of shooting in London. You okay with that? Can I just be a dickhead for the whole time? Yes, you can. Alright then, I'm in. So, this film just it does feel like a jolly <laughs> it's grown ups but
1: but directed
0: by it's about wine and it's directed by ridley scott so i don't hate it but but it's Russell but Crows, I, i've seen it but it's crap <laughs> no i mean yeah like it it's the the, the, the I don't know like the thing is, I quite enjoyed looking at it, and I quite enjoyed just sitting there and just taking it in. But I'm not gonna say it's good.
1: I think the, I'm just looking you know. now. The only, the mm. only Ridley Scott film I've not seen is The Last Duel. That's a good film as well. Um, I think it's just that it's that long. That I just, it, 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 it's that long, and I have constant access to it. That I've just not watched it yet. Ben Affleck, great in
0: it. And it's a film that's written by Ben Affleck, Matt Damon and Nicole Holofcener. Yeah, like, that's interesting. Good film, good film. It's a tough watch at times, but it's a good film. But a good year, right? It just... I don't know how the fuck they got the money to do this. Even though I, I kind of do. Um, so, another podcast lesson, I listened to, This Had Oscar Buzz, did this last week. So, This Had Oscar Buzz is a podcast that analyzes films that had, like... Oscar heat around it and then didn't get any nominations. So like Rustin will be covered by them one day, I'm sure. Um, And they were saying there that essentially like the the film is based on a novel, but apparently Ridley Scott basically just said to the novelist why don't you write a story about dot 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 and then I'll buy the rights and make it into a film. And it's like that's a way of doing things I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. and look it, it's no I mean hey look I mean I gave it 2.5 out of 5 I could thinking about it I could just as easily go 1.5 or 2 you know it, it's not a good film but it just like it passed the time well enough and didn't anger me
1: <laughs> which I think is a, like, so, is a perfectly accurate description of that film
0: yeah but I mean I, I cannot fucking believe they got people to pay for that yeah Cannot believe it. So, a good year. I also watched Thelma and Louise.
1: First time watch of Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Oh, it's a fucking good film, it's Thelma and
0: Louise. Right, Thelma and Louise fucking rules. It fucking does. (laughs) I didn't know what this film was about. All I knew, really, if I'm being honest was the fact that Brad Pitt gets his shirt off in it yep. and um the end of the film because it was parodied by the Simpsons <laughs> so unfortunately I knew how it ended
1: yeah I think it's hard to exist in a film world and not know how that film ended though
0: yeah yeah the so you know the the way that it all kind of kicks off like why that why they're on the run just super, super fucking harrowing. Um, Chris McDonald as Gina Davis's husband, and the way that him and the FBI guys are just super ineffectual, mm. apart from Harvey Keitel, is incredible. Harvey Keitel giving sh- Brad Pitt shit, because it's like. Do you think these girls would be doing this now? Would you know? Would now be wanted for armed robbery if it wasn't for the fact you stole that fucking six thousand dollars? You know, like don't you dare to be how you're being right now? You know, uh, like it is 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 great. It's so fucking tragic. This film, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the way that it ends, where it's like they're going, like Donna said to me, like they're going out on their own terms. And it fades to white.
3: What, did they die? Yeah, it... Wait, have you not seen Thelma and Louise? No.
1: Oh, shit. What? I mean, what the actual shit? How have you not seen Thelma and Louise? I haven't. You're a girl.
3: Yeah. I'm not a particularly feminist girl, though, am I? Thelma
1: and Louise is a fucking great movie. It just, it just is. It's just a great movie. Susan Sarandon? We're going to watch that. Yeah.
3: Jean and do I want. I want to watch it. There we go. I wasn't. I wasn't really brought up in a very empowered women kind of environment. Was I? Grew no. up as a Tory. Ew. Women it's... should be in the kitchen. Kind of vibe.
0: It's. It's really. It's really, really, really good. But then it's also got like Michael Madsen, like being weirdly ace. Yeah as Susan Sarandon's boyfriend. Um, And just like, he's still a little bit intense, but he's also lovable. And you don't see that about Michael Madsen often. Yeah. Yeah. But then also it's got that Ridley Scott kind of sweep towards the end. There's this one shot where they're like up against the cliff and this fucking helicopter just comes up from under the cliff, like to confront them. And it's like, holy shit, that's great. Um, It, oh god and um i i'm I, I don't want to spoil this this moment but there is something exploding which is so fucking satisfying and i can't like it's just it's so that escalated quickly <laughs> i just want becky to experience that it's so fucking good um yeah man felmer and louise comes out 4k criterion in january and I, I I think I might be buying that.
1: Fair play. It's a good fucking film. Yep,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah. Real, real good. Um, so yeah, like a uh, Ridley mini marathon. Uh, I recently uh, got Black Hawk Down on 4K as well, but I haven't had time to uh, yeah. to give that a pop I, yet. I've been so to
1: rewatch that as well, but it's just the fact that Black Hawk Down is a long film. Yes, it
0: is. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Right. Thanksgiving. Directed by Eli Roth. Starring Patrick Dempsey, Ty Oleson, Gina Gershon, Lynn Griffin, uh, Rick Hoffman, and others. So, after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy. A mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorises Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. Um, I'll start on this one. Um, So, Thanksgiving is fun. It is a good time. There are some really good kills. And then the third act is shit.
1: Mark, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a good time. Uh, there are some really good kills, and the third act is shit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty. Accurate. The the opening is fucking great. The 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 building tension of this fucking riot that's happening, and the the almost like cartoon like stereotype uh, that these kids are, where it is. it's verging on a funny or die sketch levels of these guys are just fucking what Um, yeah. and I I kind of like the vibe of that the problem is it it then all of a sudden starts to become a little bit more like well this is just um, I know what you did last Thanksgiving and it, it Genuinely, and I know I say it a lot, and Bex is currently grabbing me a drink, uh, and is so he's only listed at one part of the conversation. But it's fucking ten minutes too long by a good distance.
0: It it's the problem, the biggest problem I have with this film, and there there are there are a good deal of positives, so I will get into them. But the way that the climax of the film you think is going to be in that house where he's serving them dinner and whatnot and then no she escapes and then it literally fades to black and then it's like right we're in a different location and now we're going to have the final thing mm. it's just no just keep it keep it contained yeah you've gone too don't far. don't do, don't do that and then the it it, it the, that the ending is not nearly as compelling as the killer having them all tied up around the table with that fucking like, uh, is it Gina Gershon who's like
1: cooked? No, it's, what is it? Uh, it's the, it's the stepmom.
0: Who's Gina Gershon? Oh no, is she the one who gets, she gets killed. So like, Gina f- Gershon that, gets, killed she gets killed at the start. Shrittle, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, so it it's do it there. Do it there. Why are you like having it go to a different mm. place? Um, so I, I, that's definitely a problem. But yeah, that beginning is ace. Yeah. The YouTube video of the like the footage of the massacre and then the burr, 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 like and subscribe <laughs> RIP liked. to all the victims. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. It needed it needed more of that, yeah. I think, through the film. Like, that opening half hour or so, where it's being, like, really acidic, and, like, Eli Roth just, like, being a bit of a shit, is fantastic. And that needed to carry on through the whole thing. But when it gets focused on that girl and her friends and I don't really care about any of them. Maybe not so much. And then the reveal of the killer at the end. So, Mark, you said that you were a little bit late for the screening and you got there when he opened, uh, when the door was opened, yeah? Yeah. Right. The opening shot of the film is like Halloween and it's him breathing and then walking towards the door. Oh! And as soon as that happened, I was like, right, so it's Patrick
1: Dempsey then. I mean, to be fair, I pretty much thought when I saw Patrick Dempsey in it, I was like, well, he's going to be the killer because he isn't. Patrick Dempsey isn't just going to turn up to be the cop, is he?
0: Yeah, I. I, I you know, I mean, there, there was that. There was the bit where he said to her, like in the cop car, like. They give away small details. It's like right, okay, cool. So waiting for you to give away a small detail.
2: detail
0: Like that, that, that was a shame. Like it's very, very, very telegraphed who the killer is in this. But,
1: but there's a bit where um, where the killer throws a uh, a fork at a woman and it hits from the back, and that was just joyous. Yeah, yeah, and, no, I mean, yeah, and there's a there's a there, there's a kill there's a killing it where the where you know what's going to happen, and you're watching going. Oh, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this, but I'm gonna. But I don't want to. But I'm going to because it's going to be horrible, and then it happens, and you go, "Yep, yeah, we shouldn't watch that." The trampoline one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. It's rough, but it
0: it's good as well. <laughs> the fucking, the old man driving the car and then just getting fucking his head caved in and all those kids are in the car while the blood's pouring. <laughs> like, that. that's ballsy. Yeah. And just the way that, that bo- the boyfriend <sighs> gets killed off like really unceremoniously, it's just like... The Patrick Dempsey character just fucking beheads him, and it's almost just like right that happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a fun that's the film, Matt. It's fun. It is fun, but like you said, it's an hour and forty six minutes. If this was eighty nine minutes, and you condense that ending into that one location,
1: yep. it, yeah, it yeah, it would be better. Yeah, it absolutely would. Um, and that I think the these I will watch this again. Because I think you'll enjoy it, Bex. Yeah. Um, and I will watch it again. Um, but I just... It could have been a little bit better. A little bit more polished. A little bit more... Um, just, yeah. Just, like I say, just cutting it out. Cutting, cutting like 10, 15 minutes off it would have made it a much, much better genre film. And... And Roth,
0: like I've been, I listened to a few things where like Ross been giving interviews, and he said that he wants to make this a franchise because he's like, you've got a load of um, Halloween horror movies, you got a load of Christmas ones, there's nothing in between, so let's have some Thanksgiving ones, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, yeah, why not? The thing, the you know, not let's let's idea. have a you series. Know, you've got thing.
1: people, it, it, the, the nights have got dark. You've got people kind of like still on a post horror buzz from Halloween, you know, have just a fucking... Have something like this. Every couple of years, you get a fun, gnarly horror film. It just... My
0: only request is, they call it Thanksgiving 2, Black Friday.
1: Yeah. And, and as well, the fact that the tagline is is a good tagline for this. Oh, there will be no leftovers. Yeah, but then they mention it in the yeah. film twice. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like... Oh no, not
0: oh, do that. <laughs> but no, I mean it, it's it's a good laugh. The costumes good. The the John Carver yep. costumes good. The the mass hole aspect of it, where th- like basically every single male character apart from the killer is a bit of a dickhead. Like I respect that. Yeah. Um, just the accents are brilliant in this film. Like Boston, Massachusetts is just on a different planet I swear to god
1: good time yeah definitely not shit (laughs) definitely not shit audience poll was definitely not shit 50% touching cloth 25% and shit 25% that was from uh, Twitter Um, I am not buying a must bullshit and calling it X Um, and 100% definitely not shit on Instagram Right, good work Instagram Yes, like that.
3: Just a nicer crowd over there.
1: Yeah, sending no questions from the Instagram this week, though. Uh, but we did get a couple from Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me just find them. Rick Kid, uh, with Ridley Scott's Napoleon arriving imminently. Which historical figure? Uh, so, what historical figure would you like to see a film about, uh, and who would you cast? Historical figure, who would you cast as said historical figure?
0: Genghis Khan, played by Christopher mintz Plus.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Ah, um, oh, I've, I've got one, and it's going to be fucking Dex. You know these? This, this...
3: I genuinely can't think of any historical figures right now.
1: Well, I'm not a fan of history, am I?
3: No.
1: Uh, Because I just think it's. People get obsessed with history and it's like, nah, stop looking back constantly, pricks.
0: Attila the Hun, played by Natasha Leone.
1: I'd watch the shit out of that. Yep, so would I. It'd be a a tough wank, but I'd get through it. Mm, It's interesting. I've got one. I'd want to see a a a movie this current crop of movies that we've got about like real like low-key like things that happened like relatively recently. Mm. I'd like to see a kind of like tongue-in-cheek but semi-serious story of Ali Dyer. For anyone who doesn't know who Ali Dyer is. He is a guy who managed to get to play for a Premier League team in an actual Premier League game mm. right, by just faking an actual career <laughs> that he'd been a footballer and claiming he was George Weyer, former uh, World Player of the Year. <laughs> um, claiming he was George, George Weyer? Is George Weyer's cousin.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: right, sorry. So that would have been amazing. He, he played. He played... For one half for Southampton, because they had an injury crisis, so they just like, we need a striker. They put him on the bench, even though he'd been a bit ropey in training, (laughs) and he came on and played. And then I'm fairly certain he was substituted in the same game, because as soon as they brought him on, they realised, this guy's not a footballer. It's good. I would watch the shit out of that. You can't think of a single historical figure, can you, Bex?
3: No, see, the thing is, I'm not really interested in, in history as such. And the way I get interested in historical events is that I watch films about them and then read the backstory. <laughs> so they're already made.
1: Yeah. Fair play.
3: A full-on film about Nikola Tesla would be good. Yeah. But I don't know who I would get to play it him.
1: After Bowie played it so spectacularly and the prestige. It's
3: fucking great as Nikola Tesla in that, yeah. innit? Well, we did have
1: what um, Benedict Cumberbatch played him, didn't he? I don't
3: count. He's right. not real. He's a potato sack with a sentience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking Alpex. Still <laughs> <laughs> um, a Black Lanterns. What
3: I watched something else that I forgot about what? That, that I would like to recommend to anybody that isn't a cunt like you guys and watches TV. Oh wow. Monarch legacy of monsters.
1: Oh, I'm not gonna watch it. Hmm? I'm not gonna watch
3: it. No, I know you won't. But basically it's about um this shadowy organisation. Kind of like Shield, if you will. Um, but that monitors like monster activity. So yeah. it's like after activity- the Godzilla's? Yeah. It's Godzilla. Godzillas and Mothras yeah. and all that kind of shit. Right. Yeah. And but right, and this is the really, really good bit.
1: It's not. <laughs> it's just not.
3: Wyatt Russell's in it, right? Guess who plays him as an older man?
1: Joe Pasquale.
0: I mean, I, I, I know this, but yeah.
3: <laughs> Martin knows this as well, we've had this conversation. It's fucking great.
1: It, it's fine.
3: No, it's, it's actually a good show as well. It, fine. I like monster stuff. I bet
1: it is a good show. you never going to watch
3: it. I don't care. Other people might not be as close minded as you. Uh,
1: well, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the new episode, uh, Dylan I've seen f- uh, a few people after watching the killer complain the main character was actually a bit crap and saying it was <laughs> Nat he was listening to the Smiths what's the most missing the point review of feedback you've seen on a film
0: me talking about the killer the first time round
3: <laughs> Ian talking about Tenant the first time round <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking hell uh, I know. I mean, I'll take I'll
1: take that because you're right. So yeah, cool. Genuinely, um, genuinely, the guy as we were walking out of um, Shutter Island, who was being all fucking smart and cocky to his fucking missus, trying to proceed. oh, I got the, the twist for that straight away. That it was obvious that he was from there. Uh, uh. I was like, just I just turned up and went, yeah, you dumbass. That was the point! Fair. That guy.
3: That guy. I
1: hate that guy. Only met him for 15 seconds. How was your dad? <laughs> was your dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good.
3: High five,
2: Yeah. Thanks. Yes.
3: I did your side. My, my, my arm's not long enough. Can't to
0: say me. that about my dad. He's dead. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, but
1: genuinely, the most <laughs> relatable, yeah. the, the most relatable thing in cinema ever of uh, of like something that reminds you of your like relationship or something with your father. Because people have that in movies, don't they? Where they, they go, they look at a relationship like somebody's having like, oh, that, that reminds me of my relationship with my mother, father, bits like that. Is this
3: going to be really dark? Right.
1: <laughs> The the bit that reminds me most of my dad is in is in a a Brian Reynolds film <laughs> What's the one what, a change up? Right. Where um his character like there's a knock on his door and he and he looks through like the the, the whole thing, what's it called?
3: Peephole. What, is it called a peephole? Sure. Is that what it's called? I think so. That feels dark.
1: Looks for the people to see who it is. And he's like, "Oh, it's my dad. This guy fucking hates me."
3: Oh, <laughs> your dad doesn't hate you. Yeah, he hides it through a thin veneer of, 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 of it, occasionally texting me. He's ambivalent towards your work. <laughs> <Fair. laughs> he's literally coming on holiday to the village where we live to see you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> silence for an hour.
3: Yeah. No, for dinner, come on.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but that, yeah, I would say that that guy, that motherfucker in the Shutter Island thing. I hate that guy.
2: Hmm.
3: I honestly, I, do you know what? I, honestly, guys, I'm really sorry if I'm really low energy. I've had a shit day at work and I can't think of any no, answers right. I... to either of those questions. They were very good questions, thank you. <laughs> I feel like such a fucking letdown.
1: <laughs> what are we covering next week, Ian?
0: <laughs> okay, so next week, he's a little man. He's got big plans. It's Napoleon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Part of me, hopes that is, that's the tagline. Oh, <laughs> is that next week? I mean,
0: I tended to be the lead on the marketing for that film, <laughs> and... They rejected me.
1: (laughs) That would have been the fucking craziest tagline of film ever.
0: (laughs) Um. Oh, wow, okay.
1: You know, when you see, when you see like those like real Oscars posters and they're just like piss taking, that was that level of made me laugh.
2: Oh, that was great. Really thanks, oh richard.
0: thanks guys no you're, you're welcome <laughs> um, i mean I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the uh, disney wish as well but i don't think you guys need to do no, that so we probably just say <laughs> you're not know, no we'll, we'll just call it a napoleon yeah oh
3: God. do you not want to go see cliff richard the blue sapphire tour 2023 that's it's if I'm
0: going to see one little man who's got big plans <laughs> this weekend it's going to be Napoleon.
1: There is going to be some fucking dry seats in the waters is it? I'm
3: going to stink a gin.
1: Yep. Yeah. There's some fucking cobwebs getting blown out for that.
3: <laughs> Blasted out, if you will. Yeah. Ugh. I thought Napoleon was out like Christmas time. No,
1: it's out on uh, Apple TV Christmas time.
3: Oh, I see.
1: It's it's in the cinema this weekend. Well
2: now.
3: Now right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is out tonight. You could go see it now if you wanted to. We actually
1: probably could, I think. I think there is a screening of it at Parkway. Go on then, off your pot. We missed it by about half an hour. Damn it. But we
3: could go
1: see it
0: tomorrow. Right. So that is it for this episode of Film Bastards. Thank you very much Mark.
1: Thank you very much Ian.
0: Thank you very much Becky.
3: Thank you Ian.
2: <coughs>
0: Jason, you've you've not done too much to piss me off over the last couple of weeks. So I'm just going to just say watch yourself, buddy. You've got a big Easter ahead of you with Ghostbusters frozen chips. <laughs> and I'm 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 concerned, I'm concerned. So, for now, I'm not going to say go fuck yourself, but you're on notice. Don't announce any bollocks over the next couple of weeks, buddy. All right, all right.
1: I am going to say David God the- agreed to coward.
0: <laughs> I mean that's fair.
3: Fair. Bye
2: bye. Bye bye.
3: How is
2: salt burn kid?